This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to a brand new episode of Marking Out, episode 209. I am your host, Dave The Rave, and I am doing great. You can go follow me on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Marking Out. And I am also here with Brandon. You can go follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? I wish I could say I am awesome as always, but I'm kind of sick. So hopefully this doesn't come off as one of the most annoying episodes of the show. Oh, it definitely. I think that people should count the amount of times that I'm going to have to say what, because I feel like there's going to be many times I won't (laughs) understand anything that you're saying. Yeah. Um, so what, what happened? You got a virus? I guess so. I don't know. I mean, I was out Monday shoveling the snow because it snows here. It's fucking snowing right now. I hate this snow. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to move down south somewhere where it's nice and warm and, uh... It's gonna snow there anyway in a few years. (laughs) Yeah, right? Snow's taking over. But I was out shoveling. I came back inside. I got dizzy and I, my, my throat hurt. You got dizzy? Yeah. That's not really too good. Well, obviously not. I mean, I wouldn't really associate that with the, having a virus. Why? That's part of the a cold. I don't know. It could be an underlying symptom. I don't that know. That you should have checked it out. Um, all right. So tweet Brandon wishing him. Uh, no, you don't have to tweet Brandon. Uh, feeling better? Yeah, no. don't tweet him. You can tweet, tweet me, though, because I'll respond to you. Whenever I actually log on to my account, which is pretty much never. All right, let's go to the comments and questions. How about it? Yeah, we had one from Dustin Edwards this past week on Facebook saying, Hey guys, my question would be this. If John Cena doesn't win at Fastlane against Rusev, besides The Rock, who should be the first person? Uh, wait, who should be the first person to not only pin or submit Rusev, but who should take the U.S. title? Let's answer that one first. All right. I guess I said, well, well, I said that last week we kind of answered it with you kind of being like a Mark saying Kurt Angle. Yeah, I kind of fantasy booked it. And I think that, I think that it would be a great, uh, a great little uh, storyline with have, and a great way to return Kurt Angle. Yeah, he's under contract with, he's under contract with TNA, but we still don't know how long he signed on to. Yeah, the um, fast lane is this month. Hey, so it's, it's like, pro wrestling. You never know. Yeah, I mean. I mean, even if it doesn't happen at Fastlane with the Kurt Angle stuff, I think that overall, uh, Rusev's first submission uh, loss or first loss in general should be, I mean, outside of the DQs and stuff, should be to Kurt Angle. I think that would be uh, awesome. But But that will completely, like, just shatter Rusev. Not at all. Kurt Angle's a legend. If he loses to someone less than um, – if he loses to Jack Swagger, that shatters him. No, but, but it, losing it, to it Kurt needs Angle, to be somebody no... to elevate both careers. 
it, it's not going to elevate Rusev. Losing to, have, submitting to Kurt Angle, that builds it to a storyline. That doesn't shatter Rusev. I don't know. Losing to someone that's like Swagger or, or someone of that caliber, that, that doesn't do any good. I, I so I, I, I still think that the Kurt Angle way would be the best way. Just have him lock on that, have him ch- uh, issue a challenge to the locker room or anybody to step up. Uh, represent USA, and out comes Kurt Angle. I think it would be a great way to increase ratings. It would be smart. And plus it gives Kurt Angle that one last run that I think everybody would like to see with him in the WWE. Yes, I'm sure everybody's one last what run it, for Angle is fucking, they want to see his Rusev. No, but they but it's a start of somewhere, is it not? Yeah, it's a start, but it could, it's also, a start. Be, it's it could a also be a good, finish. Why? What? How? So then you book it. How would you I book don't know. Rusev in a in a loss? I have no idea. So you don't. It, it needs to be somebody to build up a career for. for but then that to. if you build up a, by build, building up a career in that fashion, like what you said with Swagger, well, that I said and you agree with that you thought that would, would be a good idea. You're not really helping. Well, no, because then that because then that means that Rusev is finally free to go on to main eventing. I don't see it as that. Yeah, I mean, I, with I, an Undertaker now. There's he's no free difference to do anything with, at WrestleMania. But there's no difference with being undefeated and uh, going into that main event scene. I mean, look at yeah, Goldberg. There is. Yeah, but that's also one of those rare, um, those rare, rare cases. That a rare feat, but it does it does work. Um. All right. So, and then was there more to that question? Yeah, he goes on to say, my second question would be, if you could bring back a manager from any era to positively help someone, someone's career, who would it be and why? Thanks, guys, and please keep marking out. Wait, I'm sorry, but was that for manager or anyone? Uh, yeah, manager. If you could okay. bring back a manager from any era, who would it huh. be and why? Hmm. What what would you say? I'd have to say somebody like maybe Captain Lou, just and, and put him with Reigns. No, what I would just for cool. just for the fact that he did it with Samoans before. Yeah, and the head shrinkers and everyone. And there's something there to that, and it's not like, and it's not he wouldn't be taking that much away from Reigns, where I think Bobby Heenan would. Because mm-hmm. because Bobby's really really funny. So is Lou, but yeah, they're, like... they're all. But they're, the two of them are like funny in a different uh, way about it. Yeah, like they both have their own distinct. Uh, but I humor. think I think Bobby would take more away from them because of his humor. Honestly, it's yeah. funny that you bring up Bobby Heenan because my pick would actually be Bobby the Brain Heenan, and I would put him with Fandango. But I'm talking about like the um, like I think it would just be cool to see Bobby the Brain Heenan wearing uh, the the suits and everything that he wore, and just have images of Fandango um, all mean, over do his mean, suit. Do you mean Jimmy Hart? No, no, no. Didn't Bobby the Brain Heenan do that too? Uh, that's like on the border iffy. I like don't with. Know. Rick- with Rick Rude or no? I'm not sure. I just remember Bobby being like flashy. Hmm. I, I don't recall that at all. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. I kind of thought that I did. Uh, he was always one like wearing the matching like tuxedos uh, and hmm. he wore like the shiny, the sequence sparkly shirts and 
pants. Yeah, it's true. No, I'm I'm mistaken. Yeah. I mean, he might have maybe, who knows. Yeah, for some reason I thought I I remember seeing that. All right. Um he wore a weasel outfit. Huh. What's that? I said he wore a weasel outfit. That's one, by the way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's one. Yeah, instead of regardless, we're going to do what? That's one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do both. Um, I don't know. What do you think about Bobby Heenan with uh, Fandango? I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. I mean, I, I I'd be perfectly fine with that. Though. I mean, just be- like just because I see it with how Heenan was with Rick Rudish. And they both – I could see Fandango on a Rick Rude level. Yeah, I, I'm, I'd I'm. i be perfectly fine with that. If WWE had a time machine and they were like, Bobby, we're bringing, it, bringing you into 2015. Yeah. I mean Bobby the Brain Heenan, if you think about it, some of the guys that he managed weren't in need of a of a mic, of someone that is better on the mic skills like they, Rick Rude, Mr. And, Perfect. And they weren't all main eventers. Blair. What's that? And they weren't all main eventers and that's two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they weren't all main eventers. So I don't know. I, I think that there are so many – you could go with so many options with this too. I kind of want to think about some more and then get back to you on more options just out of my own uh, thought process. All right. Um, next comment is from Jasmine. Hey, guys. Thanks for the birthday shout-out on this week's episode. I really appreciate it. And no need to worry about me and drinking too much because I actually don't drink alcohol at all. Haha. <laughs> it just doesn't appeal to me. I did have fun at PWS with my family, though. See, now hey. I, sh- I think more people should be like her. I don't get the appeal of alcohol either. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'll, I, do I, a, I'll do a shot here and there, but I don't, I don't like there's no I've never been drunk before. There's no reason for, for me to do that. I don't see mm-hmm. the point. I go back and forth with drinking because I really do. I enjoy it to in a social aspect. I'm not really too fond of it when I'm drinking uh, just casual. Um, but now that I'm get, I'm getting to a phase where like oh, I'm, I'm old at, red wine. No, I don't. I don't mind <laughs> dinner. But I I get I'm getting to a point where I'm picking and choosing that I could put my eight dollars towards one beer at a bar. Or like six, between $6 and $8 for one beer at a bar, not including tip. Or, or you can go to Carvel and get a, a Sunday Dasher. But it, besides that, I could go take that that 6 to $8 and do uh, put that towards a grocery shop. Or a wrestling or I could get Or I could get food that will last me for uh, a week or two. Yeah, right. Like, it's like, do you want a Lean Cuisine or do you want a beer? I'd go with the Lean Cuisine. <laughs> Those are actually really good. Yeah, that's debatable. You ever have the panini ones? Yeah. I'm a big I, fan of the panini ones. I used to drink, eat those during wrestling season. Yeah, those are just debatable. Uh, I, I guess it depends on which, uh, I guess, uh, panini type that you chose. Yeah. As of right now, the only thing I'm eating is Ricola. Ricola. And the only reason why I'm eating that is because I'm a Mark. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big Super Cesaro fan. Um, but... Beer wise, I, I always like drinking beer though, but only like I just I don't, don't see think, a point. And I think beer just tastes disgusting, but I guess but I'm not like, used to it. But I like the some of the tastes, like uh, what is it, a uh, Ho Garden or something like um, what is it, Blue Moon? I like the Belgian wheats, uh, something that's not really strong. I don't really, I'm not a fan of Guinness, I don't like dark beer. 
Like when we I'm went sorry. when we went to the Sam Adams factory. Uh-huh. It just smelled awful in there, and then they were giving us the free beers to try, and I was like, they were like, oh, this one we'll never, ever create again. We'll never, ever serve it, so drink it now. So I was just like, oh, whatever, I'll try it. And it was just disgusting. People were like, oh, I taste this, I taste that. I was like, yeah. I, I taste beer. I don't taste I mean, honey. I don't taste wheat. I taste That's the thing. Beer. Everything tastes different. Like whenever I go to a bar and they have multiple options on tap, I, I, on tap, I like to try – I like to always try something that I haven't had or something that's uh, local to them or just something that's like, I, I don't order a Bud Light or anything domestic really at a bar. Um, I don't know. At that rate, you might as well just keep on ordering those to, I don't really go out to the bars to get wasted. I mean, I feel like that's, I left that in college or something, you know, like you're in college, that, <laughs> well, like, an undergrad. Like I, I don't see the point of going to a bar and just getting completely crappy and, just to the point where you're not going to remember anything. I'd rather go to a bar, order a beer that I'm actually going to enjoy and just chill. Like I don't need beer to do karaoke or anything like that. Like it's just I, – I drink it for the taste I guess now. You know what I drank last night? I, What's they, that? Because people tell you what? To drink tea, right? When you're sick? Um, yeah. I, I like tea in general. I, I hate tea. I absolutely hate right. tea. Maybe you, you just haven't found a um, no, 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 no. specific I, one that you like. I hate tea. I don't. I hate hot water. Why? I just I don't like the taste of hot water. So, right. but you I know was, what you should do? But wait, but Gar- gargle salt water. Yeah, I'm good on that. But right. but we had two choices of tea. We had sleepy time celestial herbal tea or some shit. Yeah. In the K cup form, and then we had uh, chai latte. No, you don't. I was know. like, I was like, okay, I'll try a chai latte. I have no idea what it is. I try it. I, I put it in. It's got the foam that comes out and everything. I was like, what? What is this? And I'm like, I smell it. I was like, oh, it smells like Christmas. And then I drank it. I was like, oh, it tastes like Christmas. And then I drank, how do you know what Christmas tastes like? It you, smells like you're Jewish. You you know. Everybody knows. People right now, they're like, oh, wow, I know exactly what scent and taste he's talking about. Yeah, it's like, what is it? Like pine trees and No, it's ginger? like nutmeg and, nutmeg and allspice, stuff like that. But then I kept drinking. I was like, oh, no, this tastes like Indian food. And I can't – I don't like Indian food at all. I like my, – my friends up here got me to eat Indian food like sheep and stuff like that for the first time. This place called Shalimar. It's actually pretty good, but I got mine too spicy. I don't like spicy stuff. Yeah, I don't like Indian food. And I looked it up and chai chai tea or whatever comes from India. Oh. They have all well, the Indian spices like that. And I was right uh, about nutmeg, so that's right on the nose. Nutmeg? Yeah. Well, hopefully you start feeling better and everything. Yeah, I better be. <laughs> all right. You want to take the next one? It's funny because you didn't even read Jasmine's question. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, all right. Anyway, I would love to hear your thoughts on Stone Cold's live podcast with Triple H this past week after Raw. I found it interesting when Austin Triple H spoke about Raw beating three hours and if it would ever go back to two hours. Triple H was saying that it's quite a lot of a lot to write, which is exhausting for them since they also have SmackDown to write for as well. I've got to say that three hours of Raw is exhausting for some fans as well. I know you guys have spoken about this in the past. Thanks again for what you do every week. At Reverse NMSage. 
I thought that was a very entertaining podcast. I was kind of surprised because Stone Cold usually releases them on his uh, uh, podcast one format where he has the uncensored and the censored for, on, in like the, uh, the PG show. And the Triple H episode was actually on the, uh, the uncensored version. So that kind of took me back. He, as opposed did, to, he didn't curse though, right? That's the thing. I don't believe he cursed or anything. Yeah, but I don't the, remember. The Vince one was on the, uh, the PG show. I think it was a lot better than Vince's, but there were still some things that I just some, – some parts I didn't buy. Um, no matter which way you look at it, Triple H is a great um, a great figure to be running a company. Yeah. He knows he knows what to say, and he knows how to deal with it in a I think a better manner than Vince McMahon because he comes off as uh, he comes off more, more likable. Yeah, yeah, but he has he has more of an understanding at, of, of what, um, what's current. Yeah, modern day and everything. So. But I took down a few notes that I wanted to mention. Um, Triple H brought up that kayfabe was dead. Which I uh, 100% agree with. I, I agree too. Do you think that – who's at fault? The internet? I don't I know. Kind of, I kind of feel like the internet in general killed kayfabe because from, uh, from Twitter to Facebook – to the dirt sheets, to the internet websites, I feel like that that all of that killed kayfabe. Yeah, they're all contributing factors, I guess. No, nah. but I oh. think like one of those, one of the biggest, like the what I was talking about with the bullshit when China was brought up for the Hall of Fame. All right, I, I mean, I don't see the bullshit aspect of it. All right, so it, what Triple H's answer was was I don't need my daughter to be oh i don't know who china is let me google her which is a very comes up with with what she has done but yes that's such bullshit because there's so many look at arnold schwarzenegger he's in the fucking what didn't he oh no i'm thinking of sylvester stallone right yeah sylvester uh, stallone did did porn sorry about that but there's but, other people. X Pac is X Pac not going to be in the Hall of Fame? Because he- I I agree I agree with you. It is a double edged sword. But um, I guess it- in the same sense that, but I guess a leaked sex tape is a, le- a leaked sex tape as opposed to China who actually signed up and but did now, porn. But now but, doing this, what about Mickey James? Wait, but hold on. Before you even move on to Mickey James, yes, China did porn, but she did fucking Playboy. They all did Playboy. Right. Much. So Shawn Michaels, Hall of Famer. Google him more. You'll get Play Playgirl. I don't know yeah. if he was naked in that, but I I don't know. Yeah, so that's the one where that infamous championship picture is from, right? Or maybe I, not. I think that so. may have been from the magazine. I have uh, no idea. But over, I mean, I, he did answer the question. He did say that she was Hall of Fame worthy, and she uh, she's definitely a Hall of Famer. But with the actually being accepted that's where he brought up he doesn't need his daughter um, does, does that mean that people should now be removed from the hall of fame for masturbating on camera for money well obviously you're talking about sunny yeah um, so what the fuck if her, if triple h's daughter's never heard of sunny and she goes and googles sunny then she goes gets tammy sitch oh what's the first thing that pops up tammy sitch skype what is this but then there's other things that you could Google up about people's past that you could be like, Jimmy Wait, Snuka, what? he killed a woman? What? 
Carlos Colon. Pat Patterson? What? He sexually yeah, abused Pat- people and still has a job in WWE? What? Pat Patterson. Yes, oh, Triple H, you fucking love Pat Patterson. Let's go. Let's put him over, but then say China can't get really can't Razor- really be in the Hall of Fame because Razor Ramon. He Razor killed Ramon. someone. Did he? Yeah, he murdered some he killed someone on self-defense in a drunken um oh, yeah. uh bar. Vern Gagne, he killed somebody. Yeah, so actually the Vern Gagne, Vern Gagne I, think, he was, I think that his I think that his uh his um murder or whatever you want to his murder uh, is on the same level as Chris Ben was. And yeah, that, but well, that's just yeah. my that's just my personal opinion of where I, their I, mental state was. I, believe, I think that they were Yeah, I believe that too, but I mean, but I mean, I do see that I do see Triple H's point, but I definitely the, don't. I don't but, at all. But the, no, no. But but then you have to look at it as what else is going on. I mean, with how you brought up all those other examples. So I mean, Mickey James did porn. It's not all of that's these. Not porn. She did. Uh, she was in pr- pornography. That's not porn. That's like softcore or no. Pictorial. She there was penetration and stuff. Nah, like that. I don't think that's porn. How is that not porn? I don't think there was dick in the in the. Even even not, it's still someone uh, exposing themselves. It's still considered pornography. I don't agree with that term. Then is Playboy porn? No. Okay. <laughs> it's the Sistine Chapel porn. No. <laughs> what the fuck? Why? All right. I I consider. I mean, porn. it's in the Playboy. All of that is in the pornography. I think, so. uh, I think porn is porn. Porn is you insert a penis into a vagina or insert whatever other ways people do a sec- sex. A sex toy. <laughs> or another uh, – yeah, I don't want to discuss other things, but <laughs> yeah. whatever. I feel like my laugh right now is that woman from uh, Billy Madison. Have some more sloppy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, since we're Jeez. talking about porn, can I just bring it up from last week? Okay, I guess Okay, you thank could. you. All right, just to clarify with everything, I know I did it last week, but with that promotion of the that porn star, um, there is a YouTube channel rated X Live, and it's it puts porn uh, uh, porn stars in non porn aspects where they tell jokes, they tell stories, they but they're like people. They're not the currently. They're it's not them in porn. So that's where where my uh, example with with that promotion came from. But I, I suggest people check it out. Rated X Life. Um, it's definitely you won't find China up there. But yeah. All right. Um, what do you think about the China thing? I think she's one hundred percent deserving of the Hall of Fame. I think she's more worthy than Sunny, and I think she's more worthy than Sable. You know what? I that's one. A uh, person that I think should be in there is Sable. Yeah, I get yeah, like Sable. She wrestled Mark Mara, whatever. But China broke barriers. I think women. that so did Sable. I don't. I mean, know. I think they both, both China and Sable, and they're both respected uh, aspects with WWF. They did. They both broke down barriers. Sable with that um, sexual, the sexuality of everything, because she. Ex- but that was exposed. that was. But that was Sunny also. Not in the same aspect. Sonny was more PG, while Sable was full on. These are my breasts, and wearing the those um, the X's across her nipples. Yeah, but I and don't she think, was like full fledged. I don't think Sonny was so PG. But she never exposed herself on live television in, in that know. same aspect. The only time where she has 
was when she was with LOD, really, where she was wearing those very, very... David, she had sex with Elmo on television. I don't know what you're talking about. She had sex with Elmo on television for WWF. I don't... I still don't know what you're talking about. But Are you serious? Don't you yeah. remember the interview? You don't remember? That, it wasn't Tickle Me Elmo. It was... Um, oh, what was it? I forget what it was. I just posted it on Twitter, too. I'm uncertain what you're talking about. But yeah. even still, I, I think that Sable broke down barriers for sexuality. And uh, like the this is my body. I'm proud of it. Yeah, this I think Sable did great and, but for, China, as far as China, Divas but, goes, though. But as, as then, far as oh, yeah. Divas And then China, China broke down barriers as in I am a woman and I can compete with men. Yeah. I can be just as good and I can beat them. Exactly. And that, yeah. I mean without, without China – you wouldn't have your Beth Phoenixes. You wouldn't have your uh, Natalia. You wouldn't have your. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have your. Women, you wouldn't have your intergender matches all that much, all that much. Which we really don't. But and it's unfortunate because there, there's no reason why there shouldn't be intergender matches yeah, because the women can. If, if, if someone like Candice LeRae could go out there and kill it, dude, and that's what she she actually mentioned that on a shoot interview, saying how she finds it very. Um, um, what is it? She's very offended by the fact that intergender, how people view intergender matches, because there's no reason why she can't put on a five star match with another with a, another male wrestler, uh, another wrestler. Just because they're different genders doesn't mean that they can't put on a great match, tell a story. But and I be think I think the reason behind that is just because it's WWE and they have to please. I I agree with you. I mean, if you, if you have. You do that. You have someone, a little kid in school, see it. He he gets in a physical altercation with a with a girl in his classroom. Says, "I saw it on television," and then it's all downhill. So say say you saw it on TNA, kid. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, all right, and then so then he brought up how big guys flip flop and fly. You got to be a mix of both. But that's not really uh, anything too much. Um, I'm going to get to our, he spoke about the streak that he doesn't really think that it should have been broken in a way. Like, I don't know if he directly, I don't think he really answered it, but from what I took out of it, he was against the streak being broken. Uh, what, what about you? Well, I don't remember him, what his reaction was to that. But again, I don't think Brock should have been the one to break it. I, I agree with you. I think that it should have. It should have. I mean, Triple H's defending of it was that it kind of helped Lesnar uh, become who he is now. And I no, just, I think that Brock would be exactly where he is now without that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there was no need for it. I think that the streak should be still intact. The only thing that it did. The only thing that it did was give Heyman months of I am the one in the twenty one or whatever. And I think that the the you would agree with me that the only person that should have broken the streak is someone that could actually build off of it. Like I thought CM Punk, but I thought maybe Bray Wyatt or uh, Wade Barrett. Anyone could have. I mean, I would also be okay with like someone like Kane, where they just have such a story, like they have a story behind everything. Right. That's what I booked months years ago. I mean, well, yeah, Brock. I mean, Brock Lesnar is no. There's no story behind it. There's. I mean, there Kane is, there is, but there isn't. Kane definitely exactly. has a long story past with the. Yeah, there's no, there's no like career long storyline attached to them. Um, and then the one thing that I guess the two hours I'm saving every, the big one for last. Two hours raw, I agree with. 
I love I love the three hour raw, but they fill it with such bullshit. But that's they, exactly they need new writers. That's what they need. They don't need to make it two hours. They need new writers that understand the product and don't. It's, they can't all be yes men for Vince. Vince puts it out. Yes, Vince always has the final say. But you got to put out shit. You can't have the authority open up uh, open up raw segment segment authority a segment segment authority authority. I hate that. And but that I think that a two hour format going back to that would be perfectly. It would keep my attention. But I feel a, like and I can't. I know you're you're one of the you can watch the full three hours. I cannot. I cannot come close to watching the two, the full three hours. I can barely watch one hour of Raw straight through, and that's straight up. There's just so much promos, so much going on, and I feel like the cutting down to two hours it will provide better storylines. You will be able to extend storylines a little bit more than um, than currently. And he does have a point that it, I wouldn't put. I don't doubt that. It takes a lot of time and effort to just create a third hour of Raw. I don't doubt that. I think it takes a lot of time and effort to create product in general because WWE is flailing today in that department. And it's if, they weren't, if they but, but weren't, it's, it's if they weren't struggling in that department, it wouldn't be. It would be an afterthought that, like, oh no, we can write this. No, absolutely, we can. Mm -hmm. They're struggling, so that's why it sucks to have to write. Three hours instead of two. I would, as a fan, I would be more entertained with the two hour. Yeah, I find I would find it easier to um, to watch. I mean, are they really making that much money off of that third hour? I mean, actually, I'm sure they're making a good amount of money out of uh, advertisers during that third hour. But even still, just I I can't do it. Um, and now on to the topic: uh, NWO versus DX. The question was. Who was the most influential in the business? And um, Triple H said it was NWO initially, but then he feels that DX um, was more influential over time than NWO. So then me, me and Brandon were going back and forth with it, and he has a stand. And I, but sorry, um, I took the stand that I feel like I'm going to plead my case, and then Brandon, you can plead yours. I say that NWO is the most is more the most influential in the business. Without the NWO, you wouldn't you wouldn't have that demise of WCW. You also wouldn't have Chris Jericho, the Radicals, and all of these other WCW people uh, wrestlers go over to WWE to continue making a name for themselves. So that cuts that cuts all of them out. Without W without the uh, NWO. You wouldn't have the – I don't think that you would have the attitude era to the same momentum that you did. I doubt that you even would because at the time you were still – they were losing the ratings and they were going back and forth if they should go with Vince Russo's attitude pushing the line era, which is based off of the how do we compete with this NWO and them taking that reality. I don't think like, they were always losing in ratings though. Hold on, hold on. Um, how they took the reality slant with the with invading WCW as outsiders, how that just changed everything. And and then you versus Jim Cornette, who had more of an old fashioned mindset, which was the that era kind of before there, where it was it was pro wrestling and it was kind of old fashioned ish. 
Um, so I think that they would have kept with the Jim Cornette. I think that the NWO wouldn't uh, – the DX, the Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon, I don't think would have happened because they, they wouldn't – all of these storylines that happened during the Attitude Era, I feel like wouldn't have happened because they were responding a lot to what the NWO was doing. And without the NWO, you wouldn't have any of those because they would just be rolling with what they had. Um, and then, um, so, all right. So, Brandon, what's your? I take the same stance that Triple H takes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, ex- explain yourself. I mean, yeah, the NWO. One of the biggest things Hulk Hogan turned heel. One of the biggest things. Why is Razor Ramon and Diesel in WCW? How are they here invading? But I think DX took what the NWO did and made it better. Yes, would there be, would DX have the platform they had if the NWO wasn't the NWO? I don't think so. But Triple H and Shawn Michaels, along with China, along with Rick Rude at the time, even further down the line, New Age Outlaws, X-Pac, they pushed the limits of professional wrestling. They made wrestling popular. Not, not, to take anything away from Stone Cold or The Rock, but I think DX was the one that that influenced a whole generation of people, influenced the whole thing of wrestling. So that's where I differ with you on that aspect, where I don't think that you could really differentiate the impact of uh, what was going on with the WWE with DX, Stone Cold, The Rock, Mankind, Undertaker. I feel like it was all of them together. As one that was beating W, that became a unity and beat the NWO and WCW and all of that. I feel like they all together were influential. Stone Cold, The Rock. It wasn't just DX. You weren't just tuning in on to uh, Monday Night Raw to see DX and what they were going to do. You were but seeing the breakdown. DX. I think it was DX who absolutely went beyond beyond to push the boundaries. That's the thing. I yeah, disagree. Yeah, you had Stone Cold going on there, talking about his 316 and everything, drinking beer, beating down the boss. You have the Exactly. Rock. That's that's but the thing. That I, they, he pushed no. – Stone Cold Steve Austin pushed the boundaries just yeah, but as no, much but he, as – Stone Cold Steve Austin wasn't out there showing his ass. He wasn't doing shit like that. He wasn't getting chicks to flash their titties. It was the DX that was doing that. It was DX that brought up – that rating, basically. I disagree. I don't think that that was the rating. I don't. I don't. I with with WCW, you can say that NWO was the rating drawer, especially because they were taking away the spots from Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit to focus on the NWO. No, which, but after a t- after a but, while, people people would tune into WCW and be like, "Why are we watching the same bullshit?" But the thing is, I think that. I don't think you could separate DX and their impact from, and say that they had more of an, they were more influential than Stone Cold during that. I mean, that's pretty much what that's, you're saying. But, they but, were more influential than Stone Cold. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they were a big part of that era, though. It's not, I'm not saying that they're not a big part of that era, but I feel like you also can't disassociate them from and, and completely eliminate Stone Cold and those other factors out of there. But that that's you eliminating Ric Flair and other people from WCW, like Sting. No, you're not eliminating Sting. No, yes, Sting that's exactly what you're NWO. doing. Sting, Sting wasn't part of the NWO. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. He Sting was, was part, part of that. the angle, but he wasn't part exactly. of the NWO. 
He's what about Ric Flair? Family. Ric Flair wasn't in the NWO. Everyone was tuning in to watch Ric Flair. Everyone was. It's it was Ric Flair's company. I disagree. It was Ric Flair's company. Ric Flair is one of the biggest superstars in WCW People history. People were tuning in to watch the NWO to see what they were going to do next, yes. not Ric Flair. That's incorrect. I believe people were also tuning in to see Ric Flair. Okay, well, on the same aspect, I don't think people were tuning in to WWE Attitude to just see DX. They so were tuning in to see the breakdown okay. of Stone Cold Steve Austin So that's why I say that you can't argue the NWO was – people were tuning in just to see the NWO. People were tuning in to also see Flair and other people. People were tuning in to see Goldberg. Goldberg was bigger. Okay, on the same scene, you cannot say that people are tuning in just to see DX. If you have I'm not saying that. I am not saying that. But you're still saying that they're they're that you they are more you the way that you're coming about it is saying that they are the mo, they are more influential at the time and current and I guess in the business than Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's not what I'm saying, and I've been saying that I'm that's not what I'm saying. So then, bring back into your argument with the Stone Cold. So then, what was your thoughts with the Stone Cold? With what? What does that in, mean? In relation to DX, you said it before. But I don't. I don't DX was the ones pushing the limit. Exactly. But DX I, was the one going behind Vince McMahon's back doing shit. They were the ones bringing up the rate, not ratings. They were bringing the rating. TVPG, TV fourteen. Stone Cold Steve Austin wasn't the one. Yes, he fully, was. He that wasn't was the one fully doing that. He and was it wasn't. It was he DX. Was storm. I, he was no. drinking beer on television. Dude. I disagree. All right. Well, we're going to agree to disagree on this. I think that NWO had the the most influential – are the most influential in the business. And you feel that DX is the most influential in the business. Yeah. So. I say NWO had that impact. Yeah, you say, you say initially – I, I, but I over time, that. and I and I gotta say, over time, yes, NWO was the ones that ultimately basically killed WCW. But look who's here now. But that's the thing I feel like you're failing at. You're not supposed to look at who's here now, who's last man standing. That's not part of influence. Yeah, it kind of is. I disagree. I, I disagree, disagree with completely. that. I disagree with you disagreeing. I think that we agree on that then. Yeah. All right. What are what are you fans? I mean, influence the compa uh, capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself. And I feel like NWO without them, you wouldn't have this DX. You wouldn't have Attitude Error. You wouldn't have modern day wrestling that's breaking that reality aspect of it all. It's and it's clear that triple. Look at the curtain call. What about it? Triple H, they were pushing boundaries back then. All right, but, Triple H but that, walked out. But that's not DX. That was starts, though. No, but that was not DX, and that was not really the start. But that was not DX. I disagree. And plus, the reason why Nash and Razor Ramon left at the time was For to money. go to WCW. For money. And what did they do? It was what was money. the gimmick that they, that they were given? The NWO, the Outsiders. So what does that mean, though? I've, part of the influence. NWO. I, just, I just think that if there's people in NWO saying, damn, I wish we did what DX did. And I'm sure they have the other way around. I don't think they did. Okay. Because well, NWO they, was right, guys we, who were way past their prime as opposed right. to people like Triple H who were still 
All right, all right, all right. So, all right. So, I'm curious what everybody else, all the listeners, comment. Uh, whether you want to tweet us, you want to Facebook, Facebook, and, and let us know. Out. Yeah, what let us know. Should Virgil have been in the NWO? Is he the most influential member? Yeah, what? Where is Virgil now? Exactly. They should make, make that a million. App. Make a million. <laughs> they, should million. Make, they should make that app. Where is Virgil now? <laughs> that would be kind of funny on the network. What is Virgil doing? Um, all right. <laughs> it's just live streaming Grand Central. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I did think it was funny how they tried cutting them off because of time. And they were just like, all right, we're going to end this. And then they started uh, – Triple H was saying how he's going to get here shit for it. For them, uh, yeah, Vince did the same thing, but I think Kevin okay. Dunn, Kevin Dunn is such a stooge. Well, he he he's more. I, I give him credit for that because he's trying to stick to uh, the boundaries that he has as a producer, and he's trying not to give any um, leeway at all, even to the owner. So I, I do give him credit for that. But no, I don't know. All I right, think, I think Kevin Dunn is a huge problem with WWE that needs to get handled. I don't. I, Disagree. He's been around with the company forever and doing a great job. I completely disagree with that. All right. You want to read the next one? Up next from Jason Linick. Hey, guys. Another long episode in the books, but I enjoyed it as always. I actually had two things I wanted to discuss this week. That kind of sounded like one long word. One, when will Rollins cash in? He seems to be getting cheered a little more each week. I've been a big fan of his for a while, and I think he's ready to be champion. Even if they don't turn him face based on the cheers, he would be a great heel champion. One of the best heels in the comp- this company has seen in a while, I think. I agree with you. I think that Seth Rollins is, uh, is ready to carry that championship. I feel like he has enough, uh, a lot of heat behind him with the fans, but he also gets cheered a lot. And I feel like the fans are cheering him based off of his in-ring ability. Um, and that's very, that you have to cash in on. Because he earned, he earned the respect of the fans for what he's been doing in the ring. Um, cashing in-wise, what does he have till like June? June or July? I think Hopefully, so, yeah. Hopefully he catches in soon, and it's not something like Damian Sandow where he loses that match. What do you think, Brandon? Well, I think it's guys like Dolph Ziggler and Daniel Bryan that made it okay even for someone like Rollins to become champion. And I think he's, why? And why I think do you he say that? Be, because in recent history, you got guys like look at the past. You got Brock. John Cena vacated Daniel Bryan. Randy Orton vacated Daniel Bryan. Orton, Bryan, Cena, Rock, Punk. I guess Punk's another guy like that. But it's like these bigger guys. John Cena was one of the – he's the bigger guy. Do I see John Cena comparable to Seth Rollins? I don't think so at all. All right. I see see what you're saying. But I think Um, – I I agree with you. There is nobody in recent history where – They've been like, um, I guess not really, when you think main eventer, that person doesn't come to mind. What do you mean? Like when you think, when you, someone says name a main eventer, you're going to go with John Cena, Brock Lesnar, oh, Rock, right, someone right, like right, that. Yeah. Like these aren't the guys that are going to be first to mind. Right. I mean, maybe Daniel Bryan now, but not back uh, a few years ago. Right. 
So I um, think I think Seth Rollins is more than ready, but I okay. would I would like to see Seth Rollins be the first person to lose the case by not cashing in. What? Do you, oh, I still I'm, be, I'm a still I'm a firm believer this, in that. And I know I know that you're gonna agree with me on this. The only reason I want to see that happen is if you bring it full circle with Dean Ambrose. Because Dean which, Ambrose yeah. said at the beginning how he will always be there when Rollins cashes in, which kind of fell off. But I feel right. like on that last time where the crowd pops huge, Rollins is cashing in, that's when I think Dean Ambrose should prevent it. And Seth Rollins loses the case, cannot cash in. Right. That'd be awesome. But That'd be funny whether- if he cashes in like a day late. And he doesn't he doesn't like realize it or they don't really publicize it, but he cashes in a date late and a day late. And then Dean Ambrose comes out and says, Well, technically, if you look at the books, it expired yesterday. So today your championship victory doesn't count. Yeah, but whether or not he'll be face or heel by the time that rolls around, we don't know. So I think that face or heel. If Rollins does win, or even if he does just cash in, it's still going to get over. Yeah. And uh, then Jason went out to say, Brandon, what did you think of the new downloadable content this week? I haven't done much with it yet, but it's nice to have Edge and Christian. Just wish 2K would fix all these bugs, and maybe I would enjoy the game more. Have a good week at Jay Linick. P.S. Dave, I want to catch up on Gotham, but Hulu doesn't have all of season one available to stream. Where else can I watch it? All right. So I guess you talk about your DLC. Uh, well, I think there's tons of bugs. It's bullshit. It's, uh, when I downloaded it on PlayStation 3, it downloads with the corrupt file symbol next to it. Um which they claim they're looking into. Has a lot of people been having that problem? Or is it's it everyone. Like- no, it's everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the, the PS4 and Xbox Ones, but yeah. you can't do Superstar Threads on Xbox 360 or PS3 with these guys. I think they should have looked into that a long time ago with that Randy Orton from 2004 that showed up where you can. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they get it fixed. Hopefully there's a patch that they'll make where you will in the future be able to use superstar threads, even though because there's, it's cool because like some people like Christian have like eight attires. Seamus has two new ones, but Mark Henry, I'd like to change his attires. He only has one. Yeah. Have you played the actual storyline yet? Yeah, I've played it. I'm bored by it. All right. So that's your thoughts. Kind of boring. Well, I'm bored. It's just fucking, it's either Orton or Christian over and over again. Is it just – is it like to the book, like to the T of what happened or can yeah, it be no, a little bit outside of the lines? No, it's what happened. I don't like that. I like I like the surprise aspect of it. Well, I mean like, it's I mean, 2011. Maybe, not, maybe so. not Boogeyman and Candace like turning someone into a frog or whatever they did. Yeah. But I, I like, the, like the aspect where it's not predictable. Like tell me that it's the one more chance uh, storyline. But then have something that didn't happen on TV – uh, take well, then it the wouldn't make sense. Then it's more like that NXT mode. The uh, yeah, yeah. But that, I, I, I'd rather have something like that than something where I have to accomplish all these things that happened by the by the book. Well, I think it's fine. I think it's a fine mode. I just think that like you have tons of matches, tons of feuds. I mean, to choose from and Christian and Orton. 
Yeah. Where now we have three Alberto Del Rios, two of which are 2011 Del Rios. Like yeah. what? We have a new Sheamus, another Mark Henry. And now when the when Mark Henry's story comes out, which is like next week or something like that, does that mean we're going to have another Mark Henry? Probably. Are, are we going to have two 2011 SmackDown arenas now? I'm so confused <laughs> by everything. Yeah. Um, I'll follow suit with the with the Gotham stuff. Catch up to it. I don't want to spoil anything for you. Um, so, but it is well worth watching. The past two episodes currently have been, in my mind, one of my favorite, uh, two of my favorites, and the storylines have just been progressing so much. And um, watching it wise, usually I'll watch it live because I'll I'll watch Gotham over Monday Night Raw for me to ten. Eight to nine, I'll, and then just not watch Raw after that. But definitely watch Gotham Live. And then if not, check out um, – if I miss it, I go on to Optimum TV or Optimum IO, like the Cablevision whatever website, and you can stream whatever station you want to watch. So Fox, you all you have to do is go to Fox, log into your cable provider, and then you could stream it right through your computer uh, that easily. So that's what I, I've, I've usually been doing. I don't really rely on Hulu too much. That's, um, that's if you have cable vision. Well, you could do it with uh, so many other options, though. Whatever your TV provider is. Like they have Comcast and all of those. You just have to choose uh, whatever TV provider that you have. And then it just logs into that account. And you could watch it all on your computer. It's kind of like the same thing with like HBO Go. Where if you have HBO, whatever you have it under, you click into Optimum IO, you click into Comcast, whatever other uh, TV provider you have out there, and you can stream it right through your TV, uh, your computer. So take advantage of that if you can. Um, that is our, all of our comments and questions. Thank you everyone for leaving one. Much appreciated. Uh, let's get on to some pro wrestling right now. <laughs> Um, you want to start off with some, where do you want to start off? Lockdown? Yeah, might as well. All right. Well, lock TNA lockdown 2015 took place the other day. Um, just to break it down. Do you have any of the, did I send you the results or you no, got, I, I have them though. All right. Um, you had Tyrus defeating rockstar spot and Mark Andrew in a handicap match. And then you had, at the end of the match, uh, Ethan Carter, EC3, was going to shave Rockstar Spud's head. But then Jeremy Borash cut the wire of the, pl- of, the, uh, of the shaver, of the head shaver, preventing him from doing it. And then that was pretty much that. What else? Did I, don't even, I don't want to even go over these results. I think the big thing to just all right, yeah. talk about is, well, first of all, they had uh, the revolution versus the Hardy Boys and Jeff Hardy quote unquote got injured. Was know. this the one where he fell onto the Yeah, TMZ steps? covered it and everything. Oh yeah, I, I I heard about that. Hopefully that didn't I don't know how his condition is now or whatever. I don't know. But, but I think the main thing to take away from this whole lockdown event was Robbie E and Brooke Tessmacher having a amazing race bullshit competition thing yeah what did you think about that cross check that he delivered to her on the ramp that was pretty funny sending her flying that that Uh, goes back to the whole thing that women and men could wrestle but given that she gave him a harakarana off the top rope but 
think she's an awful actor. He's a god-awful actor. Oh, yeah. Robbie E is the shit. I, he's an, he overacts everything. And it really, it's just awful. What really takes a knife and just stabs it in my gut and turns it is when he does the fucking chicken thing that they do on Arrested Development. And it really pisses me off because he acts as if it's his own. If you've yeah. ever seen him do like his impression of a chicken thing, and it goes like, er, 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 or whatever, it's bullshit. It's that stupid. really pisses me off. I mean, something else to take away is Kong picked up a victory over Havoc, which I kind of am confused at, especially I don't know what Kong's status is with TNA, if it's just... Well, uh, they, they announced that she signed with them. Oh, she did sign? That's what they announced when she first was, when she first came back, but I don't know how... Far in advance, she wasn't. That's the thing. I don't understand. Like they weren't on last week's episode. I don't think. Uh huh. So like you have the skipping of the episodes, and this is only taped three. You have three days taped, and you air one live or that that night, and then you have the next two weeks, and we're in February now. Mm-hmm. So by the time. This is like it's it's already it, this aired fe- almost a month after taping, so it's like I don't understand why uh, yeah. I don't get it. That, TNA that, is going back to the impact zone though, so that's cool. That that bugs me about the, the the tapings and everything. I understand maybe you're saving money on not airing it live, but it also takes no, away not, so much. Not, not airing it live, it, it, takes, it probably saves money from having to fly from place to place. Yeah, you have to do a show every week. That's true. That's very true. Um, I don't know. I guess that's really it with TNA, right? Yeah, I don't like what. I, what uh, yeah, who's TNA. champion? Bobby Lashley's still champion, right? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't even name. I don't know. I couldn't name any of their champions right now. I well, mean, I mean, not to take away. From, Bobby, we, we Rude. say it. I mean, not Bobby. Not, Rude. James, James Storm and uh, Abyss are the tag champions. Which we just found out what two weeks ago that they were <laughs> champions in a tag team. Yeah. I mean, uh, and we've said so many times it's not that because the pro wrestlers in TNA are bad or anything because they're not. They're they're very talented and they are good workers. It's just the storylines that we cannot get behind. Like, listen, listen to this. Ready. On January 31st, 2015, somebody won a championship in London, England. This episode airs March 20th. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. It's not going to get me or anybody else to tune into it. I mean, especially once again, it's one of those things where if I miss it, I could just watch. You're going to post it on YouTube for me to watch. So why do I have to watch it when you're airing it on TV? Yeah. Like... I don't know. So, all right. So that's TNA talk. That was fun, wasn't it? I wonder who are, who are the other champions. Or the current champions, at least. I don't know. Someone is champion, right? Yeah, someone's champion. Let's see when. Oh, somebody else is X division champion. Yeah, someone's tag team. Are you champions. fucking kidding me? Somebody else's tag champions already. <laughs> the only one that's the same is the knockout. Is Taryn Terrell is still champion? Jeez. They all fucking people, all people def- won in the England. That's just, uh, yeah. I don't get it. That's so stupid. I fucking hate that. Yeah, I mean, you had returns, you have debuts, but we all know all of those already, so it's not really, 
I, I would love to talk about them them right now, but I don't want to spoil it. And plus, it hasn't aired, so. Oh, we didn't speak about Feast or Fired. What are we going to take away? Velvet Sky got fired. Yeah. Now, oh, maybe we did. Maybe we did talk about that. I think we did, but we just didn't really care all that much. Because now um, she can come to WWE, or hopefully, yeah. Not, but hopefully, Bubba yeah, comes. Hopefully, signs at WWE though. Hopefully, he does. I don't want her in, t- in WWE. No, not at all. Um, what else do you want to talk about in this little uh, pre-show? I guess the pre-WWE. I don't. Do you want to talk about the independent wrestling? Yeah. Actually, before independent, let's talk about New Japan, right? In Osaka, the new beginning yeah. in Osaka. Yeah, we'll go touch about that and the the other event. Oh, well, happy we, Happy National Pro Wrestling Day, by the way. Yeah, Happy National Pro Wrestling Day. Or Happy National Chikara. Yeah, definitely. It's not like how that first one was, where it had all these other companies working together. Last year, it was strictly pretty much a Chikara event. So props to them for being smart enough to just take the name and use it at where the, man everybody event. popped last year. That's when Chikara returned, right? Yeah, that was their return. But I, I didn't care. I know Chris cared. I didn't care. Yeah. Um, before we talk about New Japan, New Japan World is pretty much the WWE network of New Japan Pro Wrestling, where you can watch all of the past events and the current pay per views and all of that. They are offering a free trial. Um, so go check out njpwworld.com slash sign up. Um, you have to press for tri- uh, trial and translate it to, uh, to English on the bottom of the page. But you could um, then enjoy your New Japan World Did for you free. Sign up? I can't. You know that. I can't. I'll, I'm, I have to focus on school. And this is just – I would be watching it way too often. So that's why I can't get any of this. I know my addictions and I can't give in to them. I don't get how people don't have self-control. Nah, uh, it's, it's an addiction. It's an addiction. Um, you just you said you hate wrestling, so you should be good with that. No, I don't hate, I don't hate pro wrestling. No, but maybe you, if you watch enough of it, you will. So. Nah. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, the new beginning in Osaka. Uh, February 11th is taking place. You got a ton of matches. Um, what's some ma- what are some of these matches taking place? You got the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship titles going, contested in a three-way match between Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly, who are the champions, taking on the Time Splitters and the Young Bucks. Yeah, you also have the I, which I mean that that, that three way match I think is going to be phenomenal. Um, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Kenny Omega, uh, the cleaner from Bullet Club, is going to be taking on Ryusuke Taguchi. So that's going to be a fun match. I I expect Omega to pick up the victory in this one. Yeah, we also are going to see the Bullet Club Bad Luck Fale Fale. What is it Fale? I think Fale, uh, Fale. I think it's Fale. Tamataga and Takahashi taking on Chaos, which is Okada and Yano, and they're teaming up with Sakuraba. Yeah. So. Chaos is also in action, continuing with Team Chaos. You have Nakamura, Ishii, and, ha- uh, and Hashi versus Naito, Makabe, and uh, Nagata. Jeez. <laughs> I should know his names. 
And we have the IWGP Heavyweight Championship on the line. Uh, Tanahashi will be defending it against AJ Styles. Yeah, that's going to... I mean, I see Tanahashi regaining, retaining the championship. And, um, yeah, and you also have the Bullet Club getting their rematch at the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson taking on Goto and Shibata. So, awesome card. And then following up with that on the 14th, you have New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, and, did I, I don't know if I said junior heavyweight tag team before. I think you did. Oh. Yeah, you have the new beginning in Sunday. Um, you're going to be having NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion Jushin Liger defending against Chase Owens. Yeah, we got the never open weight title match between Makabe and Ishii. Yeah, then you have a ton more. You got the you Bullet can- Club in action, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks taking on the Time Splitters and uh, Taguchi. Yeah, you also have uh, the IWGP Intercontinental Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, defending against Nagata. And a ton more. Is it the what was that match with uh, Gallows and them? Aren't they wrestling? Um, is it? I don't know. Oh, all right. Um, but oh, it's Bullet Club: Doc Gallows, Anderson, and Tonga versus Go To Tanahashi and Shibata. Yeah, that's gonna be. I think that the two of these events are always New Japan Pro Wrestling isn't going to fail you when it comes to a pro wrestling event, especially of the. Of the pay-per-view statuses that they put. Speaking of New Japan Pro Wrestling not going to fail you, what's your opinion on this one? Mickey James taking a Twitter, calling out tag teams out there that just think it's cool to hit spots and super kicks. Mm-hmm. And she says that it's not, and they're really they're not doing anything. What about it? What are your What is your opinion on the Young Bucks then? She's not talking about the Young Bucks though. Who's she, she even- talking about? I'm unsure, but she said she said in her tweet that she had she wasn't talking about the young bucks. Oh, that I call bullshit on that. She she tagged him. She says that she loves the young bucks and she has nothing but oh, I uh, call respect for such them. bullshit on that. There's I mean, no fucking way you don't talk about the young bucks. I mean, there's no way you talk about super kicks and it's not the young bucks. I would love to know who she was talking about that. Here she says over here. Someone said young bucks and twelve more flips to their arsenal, and she responded. I love the Bucks. They do a lot, yes, but they also tell a story. So and I would she, love to know who she's talking about. Then. And she goes on to say, "I was, um, and sure, I'll repeat myself. I wasn't talking about the Bucks. I love them. That is all." So she was not talking about the Young Bucks. So it's kind of curious to see who she was talking about. I don't buy that shit. I think I she, do. I, I do agree. I think that was Bucks completely applied to the Young Bucks. I disagree. I think the Young Bucks do tell stories in their matches. All, all of them do have some sort of an aspect where they do um, they do a lot more to storylines, especially with – look at what they did with PWG with Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan with the, the Bullet Club and everything that they're doing. And I, I don't think that that, that they I were – But I think you need to – I don't think that it was a shot to. at them. I don't know. I'd love to know who it was for then. Yeah. I can't um, believe you have no I mean, idea. not that I give a shit, though, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't really... really you don't really I don't, give a shit about the Young Bucks either, so... No, I don't give a shit who Mickey James is talking about. I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? No, I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Does, anything, does anything ever matter? No, nothing matters. You give your own meaning to it. Nothing is... 
nothing, everything is nothing. You project your own meaning on it and then that's where it becomes something. Boom. Right. So I wish you understood that with other things. <laughs> um, <laughs> with anything upcoming that you want to mention or? Nope. All right. On February 11th, actually, CZW Dojo and WS, uh, WS, uh, WSU, sorry, um, Dojo Wars is taking place. So that should be a lot of fun on February 11th in, um, where is it? Uh, where do they usually put on the events? Blackwood, New Jersey. Right. That was it. Blackwood, New Jersey. And they have not been failing at all for $5. That is it. You get five matches. And all these matches are these upcoming um, students of CCW that they're trying to put out there. And they also have the cur- some of the current roster. And it's a, very, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we, we haven't personally been to one, but I've watched clips online. Brandon has seen a, some of it online. Um, and it's very entertaining because they really push these wrestlers to the limits and put them in aspects where they normally wouldn't be. Yeah, and they do they do intergender matches. They do everything there. So, Yeah. Um, Why we is saw WWE few, the only one not? Yeah, so go check it out. Um, February 11th at the Dojo, Dojo Wars 20. CZW and WSU, Blackwood, New Jersey. Go check out CZWrestling.com. Moving on to some other independent professional wrestling that took place this past weekend. What did, which way, where did we go first? Um, I don't know. We could go with PWS. Yes, we got Pro Wrestling Syndicate that took place. Frozen Fallout, live in Rahway, New Jersey. Uh, we had the lifeguard Mike Dell take on and defeat Trent Beretta, or just Trent, whatever. Yeah, you want and this to call was um, to advance in that TV title tournament that they're doing. Yeah, and alongside that, also advancing, Eddie Kingston defeated Chris Payne, who was alongside Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, and Tessa actually slapped Eddie Kingston after that match. So, oh then, snap! And then she got laid out. So, <laughs> what? Bruh. Oh, that's me saying what this time. <laughs> we also we saw the heavenly bodies taking on and defeating the rock and roll express which that's got to be cool that, yeah I, kudos, I I saw that. kudos to uh to them because they they got a lot lined up they're going against um the harlem, harlem heat, heat coming up reuniting harlem heat just to take on the heavenly bodies like come on that's awesome or yeah. the new heavenly body heavenly bodies yeah yeah um you also had New tag team champions. Yes. New uh, tag champions. Uh, the handicapped, the handicapped heroes. Yeah, handicapped heroes. Zach Gowan and um, Gregory Iron. Oh, yeah. Gregory Iron defeating with, the Reynolds brothers. With their manager, Hush, who yeah. is, uh, what is he? He's deaf. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, he's deaf. I don't know. The only Hush I know is from the Batman comics. Yeah, this this Hush is deaf. Oh, he's probably named. No, no, no. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he's probably named after that, but no. I, oh. I think I think it was a family nickname for him or something. Huh. Yeah. I'm I'm unfamiliar with it. Yeah. Uh, John Hennigan defeated Sabu. John Morrison. John Morrison. <laughs> I always have to every time. I, that that it's just such one of those things that from Z True Long Island story that that'll yeah, just always resonate there. Today. Yeah, had PJ Black make his uh, independent debut. Yeah, very – not independent debut, 
Yeah. The United States independent debut, very first in the States. Yeah. After Come a, after a, this, a yeah, sorry. We're the all. Suicidal Six Way Championship, Bobby Wayward defeated Amazing Red CPA, Brian XL, TDS, the, drunk, the Drunken Swashbuckler, and PJ Black. Yeah. So congratulations to Bobby Wayward. I believe that this is his first, first uh, championship. Singles run. Yeah, and, or, and yeah, champion. yeah, that's true. Yeah, overall, this is his first championship in his young his young uh, pro wrestling career. Yeah, we so also very, I um, very proud of Bobby Wayward. So good job. Yes, congrats, guys. The limit there too. Uh, we have the PWS championship on the line. Uh, the the champion Falaba looking to defend that against Bonesaw Dan Moff and Mario Bocara. In a four corners match, successfully retaining his championship, Falaba, who will dethrone this king. Nobody, I don't know. That's a weird thing. To say. <laughs> I don't know where you go with <laughs> who that. Who will who will be the person that'll stop Fala and yeah. capture the PWS championship? Um, they also had the on the spot title shot, where the winner gets a title shot whenever they deem fit. Uh, Craig Steele, the big deal, Craig Steele hit the stage, talking his trash. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat stopped him in his tracks, informed him that he was going to be the first entrant in the the on-the-spot title shot Rumble match. And the victor of that match was Dan Muff. Um, Very interesting pick of a winner of that. Yeah, so, well, Dan Moff now has a shot to take on the champion. Doesn't even have to be followed by at that point. Yes, whenever he wants. Yeah, so. I I still want to see more of Moff and uh, Mario go at it. Yeah, I definitely. So, especially considering that Moff is kind of already in that championship scene, seeing that he was – just in that match against Falaba, I don't really see the point of him winning the, this Rumble. Well, maybe that's a guaranteed shot. Yeah. Everybody that has won that on the title, on the spot title shot, I believe, has went on to become yeah. the U.S. champion. So it's a great... You had uh, Bonesaw and then yeah. Mario. So yeah. maybe we're looking at the next uh, PWS heavyweight champion. Yeah, and then in uh, the main event of the evening, we saw a barbed wire match where all the ring ropes were removed and replaced with barbed wire. Uh, Kevin Matthews picked up the victory there against Brian Myers, FKA Kurt Hawkins, FKA is formally known as. <laughs> Just in <laughs> Just case, case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So and I saw pictures and stuff from that. I watched it on uh, watched some making making towns Brian oh, yeah, Myers show. That. And it looked like a really intense full match. I, I don't, man. I don't know how anyone could do that. I don't know anyone. How, they just go on the rope. They get cut up all over their underarms and everything. It's a crazy, crazy match. Barbed wires. Yeah, I would. I you. I think that they're both crazy for going through with this. Yeah. I mean, there's other ways to go about entertainment than putting their bodies on that line. Yeah. But uh, the next PWS event is taking place, I guess, this uh, this month, February 21st, actually. Or February 31st? February 28th, actually. That's what it is. So definitely check that out. That's ProWrestlingSyndicate.com. And, uh, now yeah, they, we got a few good matches uh, announced already. Matt McIntosh taking on Mario Bacara, the former champion. Um, to continue with that... In- 
uh, entire TV title uh, tournament, you're going to have Starman versus Amazing Red. Um, you're going to have uh, Watanabe taking on Brian Myers. And you're also going to be having uh, the Drunken Swashbuckler taking on Craig Steele. So you're going to have three first-round ma- uh, first matches taking place and a ton more. Um, yeah, you can catch all of this action on uh, Pro Wrestling Syndicate on WLNY TV. So. Yeah, ProWrestlingSyndicate.com. Yeah. Um, you also had JCW in the house, New Jersey Championship Wrestling for Manville, uh, New Jersey. You had taking place, you had, let's see, the FBI in action. Guido, yes. little Guido Maritano taking on or teaming up with Tony Mama Luke. Taking on style and finesse. Sorry to cut you off there completely. <laughs> That's completely fine. Take it. Uh, yeah, so the FBI picked up the victory there against style and finesse. Uh, yeah, you had Renee Michelle take uh, defeating Deanna Perazzo. Yeah. We also saw Brandon Kirk and Jeff Cannibal, collectively known as the Rogues, taking on uh, Nate Mustang and Ice Pick. And, uh, Jeff- yeah, they... And then they, uh, the Rogues got taken out by the Sandman who was in the house, hit them with the Singapore Kings, uh, did his little cheer, uh, bug chug, Jesus Christ. Beer chug, but bug chug <laughs> yes. is also correct, I wow, guess. Wow, dys- dyslexia, like, whoa. But the the Rogues picked up the victory there before all that Sandman thing went down, I believe. Oh, sorry, I thought you, you mentioned that they picked up the victory. I, I might have, I just don't know. Yeah, you had you did in uh, furthermore in tag team action. You had the JCW tag team champions, the Players Club, Damian Darling, Eric Andretti taking on the Garden State Gods, Eric Corvus and Mike Quest. Uh, and still, you're retaining and you're s- still champions. Still, yeah, still yeah, champions. The Players Club, uh, still champions. Then you have the JCW Extreme Championship on the line. Uh, champion Bandito Jr. taking on Frightmare, Too Hot, Steve Scott, and Lucky 13. New champion here, uh, Too Hot, Steve Scott picked up the JCW Extreme Championship. Uh, yeah, congratulations to him. I mean, dethroning Bandito Jr. Bandito Jr. has been champion for over 400 days, the longest reigning champion. Um, so congratulations to Too Hot, Steve, uh, Steve Scott. And congratulations to Bandito Jr. too for such a successful run. Yeah. And then uh, I believe our main event saw the bad guy, Scott Hall. I mean, we saw Scott Hall in the in the opening, but uh, I guess he was the commissioner for the night or something. Mm-hmm. And we saw Scott Hall make his way down to the ring with uh, Joey Janela, the champion, taking on the challenger, Kyle the Beast. And uh, from what I understand, it's a long-fought Hard match battle. Yeah, and um, and Joey Janela picked up the victory. Yeah, but with a little bit of help from uh, the bad guy himself, Scott Hall, to hey, the face of uh, Kyle the Beast. So maybe we'll see Kyle the Beast, and uh, maybe he should deserve a rematch for that one. Well, uh, yeah, and uh, this was the event that Sid Vicious, Psycho Sid, uh, whatever. No, showed again. Yeah, he was supposed to be on this card, and. Uh, I guess let them know that he wasn't coming. So, yeah, uh, it's, it just sucks that there's somebody like that out there that their fans are will fans want to see this guy book. Fans want to see you wrestle. Fans want to see you show up to appearances, and 
you just keep burning bridges like that. And I don't understand Yeah, I think it's that. safe to say, fuck you, Psycho Sid. You truly are a psycho. It's like I, I wanted it back in, what was it, 2000, uh, was it 2012 or 2011? Mm-hmm. 2011, I think. He was supposed I'm unsure. To do, yeah, 2011, he was supposed to do a show. Yeah, no show. And he was supposed to sign um, all around the, the tri-state area that weekend. No it's show. unfortunate. Like he doesn't really. I don't know if he comprehends how much he's tainting his uh, his legacy towards some of us. Yeah. I mean, he was always one of my favorites growing up. Um, I think just because I was always a fan of uh, the Power Bomb. Yeah. But excuse me. <laughs> what, do you have to sneeze or cough? Maybe. Oh man, yeah. Sorry, I had to sneeze and so knowing it's not all over me. Dude, I cannot begin to tell you how much I laughed at that part where you sneezed. Last week, and like it sounded like you hit your head on the table. Yeah, no, this was not one of those cases, but now I got some good coming out, so this is kind of disgusting. Um, yeah, so he, Sid, screw you. Yeah, it's unfortunate, um, but I was looking forward to meeting Sid back in the day, and now all of a sudden, just no shows, no shows, no shows. Yeah, if, if you never buy a ticket, if you're a fan and you're a big Sid fan, never buy a ticket just because Sid is on the card. Because you're going to be screwed. Which is funny, which is exactly what my friend did when... Yeah, you are going to be screwed. But you can check out this JCW event video on demand on their website. It is Jersey... Uh, what is it? JerseyChampionshipWrestling.com, I think. Um, um, something like that. We'll, send, we'll post you the link. But their next event is going to be taking place March 14th in Howell, New Jersey. You're going to be seeing Hacksaw Jim Duggan, uh, LOD, Animal Road Warrior. <laughs> and I know I can't speak. Um, and then you're also going to see former WCW star Devin Storm challenging Joey Janela for that JCW championship. Amongst a ton more, the, uh, the website is jerseychampionshipwrestling.com. So go check it out. Go enjoy that video on demand. Yeah. Um. What else do we have? I guess furthermore, just to go with it, w, uh, WWN and Evolves, Gabe Sapolsky announced this week on Twitter that Justin Gabriel is going to be taking on... P- PJ Black. Yeah, PJ Black will be taking on... His first opponents in Evolve will be Drew Galloway and Ricochet. So that's going to be March 26th and 27th. Um, it should be a very eventful, so go... Stay in touch with those and keep in touch with uh, all that uh, Black – what's his name? PJ Black will be uh, – Yeah, the Darewolf, PJ Black. Yeah, keep updated Which with him. a lot of people are, I guess, making fun of that name. But he was using PJ Black before WWE, so – I go back and forth with the name. It's I, more, I mean, it's an independent wrestling name. You can't yeah. be Justin Gabriel. What's that? You can't be Justin Gabriel, so – Nah, no, nah, I'm – I understand that. Uh, um, up next, we have we're gonna go touch on some MYWC results, and we are joined by the voice of MYWC, Mr. Jason Linick. Jason, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's an honor to be on this online listening experience with Barry White. But you know. yeah, because <laughs> I love you just the way you are. <laughs> but I'm doing good, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, MYWC Sideshow took place this past week, and of course you were there. That I was. 
The, uh, uh, how how did, did you enjoy yourself? <laughs> I loved it. I mean, I'm a fan regardless of what happens. Which that is might be mm, two, I think. That's two, okay. <laughs> um, I, I love going to these shows and what's the word I'm looking for? Considering that this is the last show before Psycho Circus, I feel like we're really heading hot and full steam ahead into the circus. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, this is definitely one of the events that this is pretty much the Royal Rumble to uh, the Psycho Circus. Yeah, I mean, just we because, did, like, I mean, this builds up to it. We didn't announce our winner a couple months ago on dirt sheets or anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Imagine that was true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, so the event kicked off. There was a triple threat match between Anthony, LaSara, Cooley K, and Monster Mac. But yep. uh, I guess you said the A-listers interrupted that, and it turned into a six-man tag. It did. Then, you know, you said a triple threat match started the night, a really good match. Each guy kind of getting in their blows, you know, signs of respect, shaking hands. It was really a really a good match. And then the A-listers came out, I guess, a little jealous. That, you know, they don't have a match on the card, and they're out here to – to show these guys that they deserve it to be on the card and nobody cares about them. So it ended up being the team of Alvin, Ultimo, Maya, and I believe Kono. And mm-hmm. they ended up uh, they ended up losing the match. Alright. Well, the A-listers I, not really being uh, A-list material that night. I think it's safe no. to say. And, and before the match, Eddie Guapo laid down the challenge that if his team could pick up the victory, he wanted Alvin one-on-one. So perhaps at the circus, we will see Eddie Guapo versus Absolute Alvin. That would be a, a nice match. Uh, you also had the SWA Showcase match. Jack Gallo defeated Trent Farrell. Um, any information on these two fellas? Um, not much that I can say because SWA ended up bringing their own ring announcer, Harold O'Hart's along. And he ended up taking over announcing duties for this match. Can so, you, can you confirm that the guy's last name is not Pharrell? <laughs> I can. I can neither confirm nor deny that information. I would assume it's Farrell. I would assume Darryl? so as well. Yeah, um, not it's every, funny that not everybody's a rapper. The guy Bam Bam <laughs> came out and he had boas on and a headband. He actually kind of looked like Colt Cabana. That's weird. Jeez, doesn't everybody these days? Doesn't everybody look like Colt Cabana? <laughs> it's like, look, look, that guy's Jewish. He must be Colt Cabana. Yeah, Jewish Canadian. <laughs> All right, what else did you have? What's next? Uh, coming up next, Papadon came out to cut a promo to talk about how Psycho Circus is coming up, and he's a two-time master of the mat, and he feels as though he hasn't, he has proved it all that he truly is the master of mat, that there is no competition he's left. He's the only two-timer, right? He is. To which Anthony Nice came out, and said, you know what? Yeah, Papadon, you're all that great, but you haven't, wo- you haven't actually. Papadon has lost more of these than he's won. Is the point that East was making? And East, despite only winning one, said he's only been in one. So mm-hmm. therefore, Nice may be batting a thousand, and Papadon is only batting five hundred. So whatever that means. <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> I'm not so, a baseball guy. You are. You you're the voice of the Long Island Ducks. <laughs> uh, yes. So. They ended up going back and forth, and the time limit of 10 minutes came up, and we rang the bell. The crowd was very upset. No clear winner was decided. NYDC management, Shane, came out and told me, you know what, give him five more minutes. The crowd was more than happy. Another five minutes on that clock, and again, the time limit expires. Both men, neither one really with a clear advantage over the other. Mm-hmm. It was at that point Shane reemerged from the back and told me, you know what, both of these guys have proved that they are masters of the mat. So... For the first time ever at NYWC Psycho Circus, 
We will have a grand master of the mat, which will feature last year's winner, Drew Gulak, which will feature Papadon and Tony Nice in the, to determine the first ever grand master of the mat. That should be a treat for anybody in attendance. Uh, it, the match is going to be incredible. Oh, of course. I don't doubt that. You also had Sumi Sakai defeating Chrissy Rivera. Um, do we see Sumi Sakai in uh, maybe looking at that Starlet's Championship? We could. This is, this is the first time I've ever encountered Sumi Sakai, and she was very nice backstage. She put on a good show. Fans were into the match. Uh, however, afterwards, Jay Red came out from the A-listers and talked about, you know what, he doesn't care what country you're from. The only place women deserve to be is in the kitchen. And he went on to just insult both Christy and Sumi. No, right? That's what I said. I had a cookie party. Sorry to cut you off there. I had a cookie party last week. And the girls came over. And I was like, the only reason why you're here is to actually make the cookies. And they were offended at that. Oh, whose phone is going off? Is it, uh, is it Jason's? No, yeah, it's, it's the wife in the background. Uh, boo! Oh, boo. It's a phone call. You can't. Silent a phone call in the background, but but isn't isn't the whole reason women should be making cookies for for men? Now women, uh, I, <laughs> no, I'm I totally Dave, joking. I'm totally joking. Dave does not support the uh, the words yeah. that are coming out of Brendan's mouth right now. Yet the uh, the the feelings being expressed here are not the feelings of all parties involved. Yes, <laughs> hashtag Brendan likes fisting. No, no, no. Yes. no, no, no. I'm just saying that. Guys go the extra distance. Women can too. Oh, wow. <laughs> is, that, is that the next Brandon t-shirt? What? Guys go the distance. Women can too. <laughs> they, they aired that Super Bowl commercial. Women can do whatever. Thing, whatever what, what do you run like a girl is the same thing as cook like a girl. Is the same thing as cook like a man or run like a man. Oof. It's, it's not a bad thing. All right. Let's go on to the next match before this gets uh, Any worse. kind of brutal. Yeah. The I don't Grim see anything Reefer, wrong with that. Grim Reefer defeated David Finley in David Finley's deb- NYWC debut. Um, he is the son of Fit Finley. Indeed he is. And how how was he in the ring? He was just like Sumi Sakai. He was very nice backstage, had a great conversation with him. And even, he- better, even better in the ring. I mean, you can tell, obviously, he's new. He's still, you know, learning his way around Does you know, compared to Grim accent? Reefer. No, I mean, he's fair-skinned, but he doesn't have an Irish accent. I guess maybe he grew up in the States. I don't know where he's from. Maybe. Oh, uh, where did you announce him from? Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I mean, he put on a great match, but, you know, you got to give the expert credit here to Grim Reefer. He's a ring veteran. Grim Reefer picking up the victory, but showing a sign of respect to David Finley post-match with a nice handshake and a nice round of applause to the crowd. I certainly hope not the last time we're going to see David here in NYWC. I don't yes. think so. Uh, we also saw the MYWC Tag Team Championships on the line. Uh, newly crowned champions, Team Tremendous, uh, defending their championships against Milk Chocolate, the former title holders, uh, successfully retaining their championships here. I would say so, but Milk Chocolate, not their usual fun and games. They came out, normally they come out singing their theme song, getting the crowd all into it. They came out all business the minute Team Tremendous came through that curtain, they jumped over the ropes, dive-bombing on top of them. Team Tremendous didn't even get their belts or their badges off, and this match was underway. Back and forth, back and forth. And I think the problem here, apparently during their last match when they lost the titles, the legal man was not the man that was pinned, and there was confusion with the referee. Mm-hmm. This time, 
Milk Chocolate thought they had to win, but the wrong person was legal. Dan Barry capitalized and pinned the correct guy, Dan Barry being the legal man for Team Tremendous, and they end up winning the titles. However, post-match, Milk Chocolate is pissed. Dan Barry and Team Tremendous are celebrating. Shane comes out and announces that, you know what? At Psycho Circus, we like to do things extreme. It's our big show of the year. So yeah, next month, Juicy Prod will get their tag team rematch against Team Tremendous, but throw Milk Chocolate in there, and then throw in the former ECW tag team champions, Tony Mamaluke and Little Guido, none other than the FBI. Yeah, that four-way dance is going to be a treat. Uh, you also had upcoming, well, not upcoming, but next up you had Hobbily Jr. Hobbily? Damn it, I always forget <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to call him Junior. And junior <laughs> defeated TJ Marconi. Um, how the hell does he pick up a victory in that? They don't. Well, There's no contest. It was a no contest. Uh, JT Case ended up running out, trying to get a piece of Braden Knight and Mr. Marconi. Because as you know, Braden Knight turning his back on JT last month. JT trying to get some revenge was not to be. He had Braden right where he wanted him, but TJ Marconi from behind laid him out. And same story as last month. JT just the numbers game. Yeah, well, hopefully JT Kaysen could find someone that could even up that numbers game with him because TJ Marconi and Braden Knight are just, they look to be unstoppable as a tech, well, together. But Braden Knight, I mean, hopefully he's healing. This isn't affecting his healing stage because he did get that recent surgery. So uh, hopefully he's not going to push himself too much to get back in that ring. I'm no doctor, but... If I had to give my expert opinion, I'm pretty sure Braden Knight is okay. He actually took off the sling during this post-match beatdown and had no problem laying into JT. All right. Well, looks like he may be nearing 100%. Um, if anybody didn't get the chance, head over to your guys' Twitter page, at Marking Out. I had a post-match interview with Mr. Good Times Only, TJ Marconi, and Braden Knight trying to get to the bottom of this situation. I had a sit-down interview with them, and... I think it's worth checking out if you guys haven't seen it yet. I have checked that out. I think that you laid out the questions that we wanted answers to, and they kept on spinning those questions right back at you. He pretty much puts the blame on JT Kaysen, but I don't know how he could do that. I mean, they've had he does have a he does have a point with the tag team championships, how they only have had two chances, and they've been pretty much a a stable force of the tag team division with NYWC for a long time. And they have been, we've said it on the podcast very often that they have been overlooked as tag team, as a potential tag team champion. So it's unfortunate, but I feel like by throwing himself back into a potential tag team, I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing him soar on his own. Exactly. I agree. And up next, we saw Casanova Valentine taking on j Row. Well, Casanova Valentine definitely didn't come alone. The referee had his hands full with Mr. Entertainment Brian Vitko, Crusher Dugan at ringside. So not a, not a clean victory, and it won't be the last time these two lock up because they're set for the circus next month. All right, so there you go. You also had the Starlet Championship on the line. Rick Cataldo and Sammy Pickles going to a no contest. No contest at all. And then Rick Cataldo was stripped of the championship. Why was uh, Cataldo stripped exactly? So Sammy Pickles had everything right where she wanted it. Rick Cataldo ended up hitting a low blow on the referee. That called for the bell. Rick Cataldo knew she wasn't going to lose the title. He, she, whatever. Knew they weren't going to lose the title. Shane comes out and says, you know what? No, no, no. Month after month, it's dirty finishes, dirty wins. That's it. Unprofessionalism, 
unsportsmanlike conduct, whatever you want to call it. Rick Contalto was stripped of the Starlight Championship. Therefore, the night before Psycho Circus on February 27th, there will be an all-girls show entitled We Can Do It, where a tournament will be held to determine your new NYWC Starlight Champion. Now, that's what I'm talking about. That's awesome. Very, very cool. You also had a grudge match taking place. Big O defeating DJ Hyde. Big O def- um, successful with getting his opportunity, winning his opportunity to face flawless Blake Morris for that NYWC championship at Psycho Circus the 13th. Looking forward to that because I think that it's safe to say all of us want to see that championship back around the Big O's waist. You also had that lumberjack match. Well, Apollyon's- time out, Dave. Hmm? You skipped a match. Which one? Uh, Rex Lawless retaining his Fusion Championship against Jigsaw. Ah, they don't have that result on there. Really? Yes, sir. All right, so how was that match? Well, I can assure you it happened. Month after month, Rex Lawless has been put in front of different opponents. He's knocked them all down. Month after month, like I said, Jigsaw putting up a great fight. But again, Rex Lawless coming out on top. I got no surprise there. Plus, if if, if I can say something else about the big O DJ Hyde match. So, All right, continue. So in that big old DJ Hyde match, Flawless Blake Morris came out first and made an open challenge because he was the champion. He didn't have a match on the card, so he's like, you know what, I'm making an open challenge. Big O hits. However, not the big O comes out. A, a smaller gentleman in big O attire comes out. and how, just gets, How small are we talking about here? Rather small. Like mini or just No, like, not, not mini. Okay. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Because I'm picturing like mini O or something. No, 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 no. If anybody knows me, a gentleman maybe about my size, maybe a little smaller. Okay. Comes out in big O gear, starts spinning off all big O's catchphrases, ends up catching a super kick from Blake Morris. Big O then hits the ring, starts the match, and it looks like big O is going to get defeated. Referee gets knocked down. Blake Morris brings the title in the ring, ends up hitting DJ Hyde instead, and Big O hits the spine buster on DJ Hyde, picking up the victory <coughs> and earning his championship match. All right, very cool. In the main event, you had the Lumberjack match, Apollyon and Stockade taking on Mikey Whipwreck and Chainsaw and Joe Gacy. What was the breakdown of this? There was oh, a no contest. What a match, man. Let me tell you, Apollyon and Stockade are in the ring waiting to go. Mikey Whipwreck's music hit, and it's playing and playing and playing, and nothing's happening until Mikey emerges from the back and starts throwing garbage cans, vacuums, one of those big like square fans, throws everything into the ring. And this match is just a, a pure six brawl. The match ends up ending when the Lumberjacks can't get separated. They're going at it. King Mega and all the Deadly Sinners come through the crowd. They get into the ring. Mikey's team comes from the back, and it's just... Pier 6 brawl. So I guess the Psycho Circus match is really shaping up. It's going to be one hell of a match. It's going to be one hell of a night, gentlemen, I can tell you. It's definitely not a, I don't know. I was going to say it's definitely not a match I'd want to be in, but why would I be in a wrestling match? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna. there's a ton of matches that are announced already. The Deadly Sinners taking on Team Whipwreck. So you got Stockade, Apollyon, Casanova, Valentine, and Jamie Van Lemer, and King Mega. Versus Mikey Whipwreck, Joey Conway, Jay Rowe, Chainsaw Joe Gacy, and the indestructible Joe Attell in that Psycho Circus match. Barbed wire, steel cage, chairs, ladders, tables, all you could think of including, but I haven't seen it yet, the kitchen sink. 
But the matches that they have announced, you got that Rex Lawless Championship, the Fusion Championship against Mike Mondo, that Grandmasters of the Mat, and a ton more. The Joker's Wild Battle Royal taking place. So you want to head over to nywcwrestling.com. This is on February 28th. Bell time is 7 p.m. in the one and only Deer Park, uh, Deer Park, New York at the NYWC Sportatorium. I don't think you can say one and only when there's multiple Deer Parks. Well, I wanted to say one and only NYWC Sportatorium. There you can say that. <laughs> and yeah. as, of, as of the recording of this podcast, gentlemen, the only seats left for NYWC Cycle Circus are general admission. First, second, and third row are gone. Yeah, so definitely Psycho Circus is the biggest event of the year. Definitely standing room only. So check it out, big time. Check it out. I know if I had bo- I know if I had box seats to a Knicks game, I'd definitely be skipping it to go to this. <laughs> yeah, but have you ever been to a, an NBA game before? No. Well, I don't know. I've been to a pre uh, preseason game of the Jazz versus the Knicks back when like. Patrick Ewing was playing, but he was injured. But more, but <laughs> Carl Malone and jo, uh, John Stockton, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, so who, that's that's cool. Maybe I'll yeah. Maybe I'll see Patrick Ewing play. <laughs> yeah, about that. Yo, you never know. Come on, never say never. Is that the saying with NBA? No, that's that's Justin Bieber's uh, saying. Uh, it's actually professional wrestling saying. Yeah, something like that. All right, so that's the NYWC coverage. Uh, thank you very much, Jason, for coming on to this show. Where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. You can go to facebook.com slash, I believe it's jlinick87. I don't even know my own Facebook page. Are you? I believe it's facebook.com slash Jason Linick. There you go. And then you can find me on Twitter at jlinick. And now talk about your what you what you'll be doing at St. Baldrick's. Yes, um, on March 15th, I'll be shaving my head at Lily Flanagan's in Central Iceland for children's cancer. If you follow me on Twitter or if you're friends with me on Facebook, I'm constantly tweeting and Facebooking this link, trying to raise as much money as I can. Haven't raised anything yet, but the event's still not for another month. But any support you guys can give would be fantastic. And of course, I'll be posting pictures of myself when I'm bald. So. Have, you, have you been bald recently or no? I have never been bald. So is that like worrisome for you or...? A little bit. I was going to do it before I got married last year, but I was afraid my hair wouldn't come back in time. But now I have nothing to worry about. So mm-hmm. I will be honored, though, because the event is on 315, and the next day would be Stone Cold Day 316. <laughs> and I'll that's, be bald for Stone Cold Day. So that's pretty cool. That's funny. I'm wearing my Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt right now. What? That's funny. Yeah. Are you, uh, you going to be going to the MSG show by any chance or no? I am planning on attending the MSG show. Yes, I am. Did you get tickets yet? I did get tickets, but like I said, NYWC has that women's show that night, so I don't know what's going on. Oh, there. yeah. Yeah, they got the NWO reunion. Yeah, that's right. Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. You still got Chris Jericho announced, well, unannounced for the event as well. No, Jericho's announced. He's doing a highlight reel. Oh, there um, you go. Highlight reel. But it's still, still a good show. You never want to admit, pass up a house show event because they're always entertaining. Uh, you'll most likely see a lot of the uh, the matches that are for the next whatever whatever fast the lane. Uh, fast yeah fast lane. lane. So no, it's past fast lane. It's for WrestleMania season. All right, so you'll probably see a lot of the WrestleMania wrestlers in uh, the pre matches or whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah, that's they're ready for their matches. This house show takes place after fast lane. That's right. Yeah, which Randy Orton is booked currently. Yep. 
Hey, did you guys, I don't know if you talked about it yet. You probably did when I listened back to the show that the guy sitting in the front row at Raw that was in the jacket and the mask and the hat. We didn't, but it was Boogeyman. Oh, yeah, it was we, Boogeyman? Uh, yeah, it, it was, I I thought it was stupid. I don't understand. The Boogeyman is so, like, why are you going to wear that? And I think it's funny that a lot of fans were like flipping out over it without really, I don't know. Yeah, everyone posted like, about it on Twitter. Everybody was like, because people, I'm sure you might have assumed that it was Randy Orton. Yeah, because the authority had just talked about him, and they were talking about him pretty heavily throughout the night. Yeah, but that that's how Boogeyman shows up to events, so people don't recognize. Like, if he doesn't want to get recognized, he shows up. He, like, if he's uh, working a show, he shows up with that face mask on, apparently, before he paints his face. Uh, I guess Boogeyman lives the gimmick, so... Bro, uh, don't, don't, don't paint your face and you're fine. Nobody's going to recognize you. Not... not- <laughs> You're not a legend. You're not a whole. But that's apparently apparently yourself. But apparently that's why he put the hood up and everything was because people were chanting boogeyman. Hey, you so. know what? Maybe you shouldn't be enjoying the match from uh, the front row. Maybe if you were good enough, you, they would let you backstage and watch it from back there. I'm sure you're supposed to you, be. Are you kidding me? He was backstage also. Then why the hell? Then I don't understand why you don't stay back there or why you would go into the front row where you're going to be on television. And people are going to start seeing you. You're, you should realize that you're going to be taken away from the people in the ring right now. And the product and the storylines are taking place. You have no reason to be sitting in the front row of a WWE live TV taping. That's so bullshit. Yourself, it, that's bullshit, though. If I was really famous, I'd want to be sitting ringside. If Okay, okay but you're yeah, not. if you're, you're a pro really, wrestler, you shouldn't be there. I, don't, I disagree with that. Shane Douglas was kicked out of that. Yeah, but Shane Douglas was kicked out for being a dickhead. Okay, and I think that is a Boogeyman was it? I think it's a dick move on Boogie Boogeyman's account for uh for not taking that I, into account. Boogeyman was just sitting there. Shane Douglas was causing a, a ruckus. All right, well he shouldn't be on TV side or anything like that. He shouldn't be in the front row. Sit somewhere else. He you, wasn't on TV give, side. Give that spot up to someone that is actually a pro wrestling fan. Give it up to a little kid or some shit. You don't need that that front row seat. So definitely okay. check out definitely check out Psycho Circus. <laughs> yes, and uh, in other news, if you're like a comic booky type guy, there's going to be a convention March, I think seventh or eighth. It's the first weekend in March at Penn Pavilion, right across from Madison Square Garden. Well, They've the announced a couple guests. Yeah, Big Apple Con. They've announced a couple guests, and they just recently added Jake the Snake Roberts to it. So have you, have you ever been to this one before? I have. They used to run it a couple years ago, and then they stopped. I went a couple years ago, and it's nice because it's a lot smaller than regular Comic-Con, and I met Ted DiBiase and Kevin Nash. It was nice. But is it like the same format where it's yeah, like booths same set up? I- same idea. There's booths set up, and there's famous people to meet, and it's nice because it's split between two levels. It's in this hotel-like lobby, so there's stuff downstairs, and you go upstairs, and there's like a big room with stuff to buy and different people to meet. It's nice, and it, I think it's only 20 bucks to go. So, and, and then I guess it's how much everybody else charges. Exactly. Like when I went the last time a couple years ago, I think I paid like fifteen dollars for admission, but then it costs money to meet everybody else. Like, because Roddy Piper is going to be there, I think. And yeah, Roddy Piper is going to be there. Jake the Snake, uh, Jason David Frank is going to be there. Um, the Red Ranger, the the Red Ranger is going to be there. Not the original Red Ranger, the second guy, Rocky. So not the one that killed someone. No, not the Power no, Ranger that a, killed somebody with a sword. A, wait, with a sword? Yeah. What, yeah. And oddly enough, he got acquitted of the whole thing. He's getting away with it. The samurai guy? Yeah. So, so some power, some former power ranger guy killed his roommate with a samurai sword. And apparently he's been acquitted of the whole thing. He's being let go. <laughs> no, bro. I was just practicing for my comeback. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's morphin' time. Yeah. Jeez. 
Wow. But uh, definitely thank you for coming on, talking to MYWC with us. Thank you. I guess I'll, uh, I'll be back for Psycho Circus since neither one of you guys are going. Yeah, just, it sucks, but it sucks that we won't be able to make it. Oh, maybe Chris will go. Hint, hint, Chris, if you're listening. Hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, right. Chris listens. <laughs> Imagine he listens. I don't know. He actually does. Yeah, I think he does too. But thank you so much. You can definitely follow Jason on Twitter at JLinick and uh, check him out at MYWC. Yeah, and keep your eyes peeled for my St. Baldrick's. Don't worry, you'll see pictures of me bald. Or if you even want to come down to the event, you can come down and support. That'd be cool too. Yes, and let's take a break. Uh, we'll be back. Here on Marking Out. Hi, this is Dennis Haskins, Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell, and you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back to Marking Out, episode 209. And it's time for some sports entertainment talk. We're going to kick it off with some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. All right, Brandon, you know I didn't watch it. So what was this opening what promo? you didn't watch? You definitely watched, though, right? You definitely... Checked out the YouTube clips. Not the opening promo. Oh, well, yeah, Triple H opened up Monday Night Raw with that announcement that will likely shake the WWE Universe to its core, which I think it did no such thing as all that really happened was it set up a match later on on Raw with Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins, where the winner goes on to Fastlane to take on Roman Reigns for uh, his main event spot at WrestleMania. I don't get how you could you could think that that was going to be uh, him separating the, uh, doing a two championship deal again. It's because it, I, it's a it's a it, <laughs> that's a an announcement that is WWE equivalent of shaking up the universe. The one that Triple H announced that in in Vince's head that that shook up the fucking universe. I, I don't think in my you, universe you could get that championship. In my I, universe, what would shake up it? What would shake it up is splitting the championships, holding a, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But that was that. And uh, then right, af- right after that, Big Show came out. And we saw Big Show defeat Roman Reigns. Yeah, what's the deal with that? J&J Security got involved. Roman Reigns hit, uh, uh, Seth Rollins hit Roman Reigns with the, did he hit him with the briefcase? I think with the briefcase and Big Show ended up winning. I just don't understand why. I'm going to say it right now. Roman Reigns isn't going to beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that match going down and Brock Lesnar retaining the championship. That's not going to happen at all. I think that Brock Lesnar is leaving the WrestleMania or at least leaving yeah, his okay, match. Okay, right. I think, I think that Brock Lesnar will win his match. You think Brock Lesnar is going to get cashed in on? And but lose? I don't think so, man. I think that he's going to win his match. I don't think so. He's going to retain the championship in his match. After that, Curtis Axel came out to complain about not getting to enter the Royal Rumble, to which Dean Ambrose came out and threw him over the top rope. And Ambrose was cutting a little promo on Bad News Barrett about how he wants an Intercontinental Championship title shot. Uh... Axel got back in the ring and attacked Ambrose, but Dean hit him with that close line he does and then dirty deeds. Yeah, very, uh, I don't know. And, and Axel, you thought that this was done because of, like, as punishment to Axel going on Twitter about it. Yeah. I, I don't think it, I and I don't well, think I it mean, is. I mean, now that I saw SmackDown, I 
maybe disagree, but yeah, because now he, I mean Curtis is still on tw- on his Twitter uh, going on about it, and this this is a chance to make Curtis Axel somebody somebody big, and people on Twitter I fucking hate when they're like they try and challenge me, and they're like Curtis Axel doesn't deserve jack shit, and it's like yeah, actually he does. He's a fantastic worker. How about you instead? All right, so maybe he doesn't deserve it, but how about you give him the chance to deserve it, to earn that? Yeah, but I think he okay. does deserve it, though. I mean, uh, you had the Ascension defeating Gold Star. Yeah, um, which I don't understand why Booker T and Michael Cole were cheering for them while JBL was putting them down. Like I thought, I don't think that they were cheering for no, them. No, they were 100% cheering for them. I think them. that they were definitely hyping them up, but I don't see them as cheering. I mean, you mentioned that they were, they were being faces. I don't think that they were being a face I, at all. I think they were. I, and I disagree. I think that they were just laying, laying out there their thoughts on it. and not They were making them look good, but they were, they were giving them a shine, but they weren't making them look to be faces. No, I think because you have Michael Cole and... Booker T and behind them and JBL going so deep into them and then having the team that they're facing is a heel tag team. So I I disagree with I don't I don't, I don't see it as them being faced. But after the match, uh, Stardust yelled at Goldust and walked off. And backstage, Stardust was talking to himself and. Goldust tried to talk to him and ended up calling him Cody, and that just angered Stardust. So don't call him Cody. Yeah. Uh, up next, we had John Cena out there speaking about Triple H and Sting, and he welcomed Dolph Ziggler, Ryback, and Eric Rowan back to Monday Night Raw. Stephanie interrupted and put them all in matches, to which the next match was... Ryback versus Harper? Yes. Which, um, Ryback, Ryback picked up the victory there. Yeah, Ryback picked up the victory. Good match. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, I was feeling really sick when Raw was on, so this match made the adrenaline pump through me. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought that it was impressive where they hit a stalling suplex spot at one point. I, I, I was a big fan of this match. Uh, during the match, though, Luke Harper was outside of the ring, and a fan yelled something like, Let's go Brody. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I think that that's stupid because that's not Brody. That's, I yeah, think that's stupid. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and if you expect it, I don't think if you do do that, it, that any wrestler should respond to that because that's not who they are. I mean, you don't, I don't know. It, it's just stupid. Yeah. I think that there's no no point to that. I think you just sound like an idiot and I feel like it's kind of, I feel like there's a lack of respect with that. What the heck is my fridge doing? That's what I was going to ask. I was going to say, what's that whooshing sound? Yeah, it's my fridge. Can you not? Nobody fucking calls it a refridge. First of all, that really pissed me off. It's a fridge or a refrigerator. Yeah, it's a refridge. No. It's a refridge fried beans. What the fuck is that? Jeez. I'm opening this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a live report from Dave's refrigerator. Is there anything in there? Kind of quieted down a little bit. What's in there? What's in my fridge? Yeah, are there people working in there or what? Could be. They make good money in there. Yeah. They keep everything cold. Up next, we saw Cesaro defeat Jimmy Uso. <laughs> Did you hear that? What? 
I don't know. It sounded like the the, the fridge pooped. No, uh, you'll you'll listen back and laugh. It sounded I like probably I probably won't. <laughs> um, Tyson Kidd tried to get involved, but Jay ripped him off the apron. And as Jimmy was going for the USO splash, Cesaro got up and hit him with that huge uppercut out of nowhere. Cameron camera guy missed the move. I thought that this match was going to be over because Jimmy hit that sidekick. He did that Umaga tribute, and then he was going for that splash. I would, I thought that 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 was the end of the match. Yeah, but uh, that's with the whole camera missing that. That's why I say I think WWE may may want to look into getting a new producer. Gotcha. Because if Kevin Dunn's in charge of all these fucking cut to this camera, cut to this camera, they're doing mm. a really awful job as of late. With missing right. moves. I, I'll agree with you on that. I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what he's doing, though. That, I mean, that's isn't he the producer, right? Who knows? I, yeah, but that's yeah, what you knows? hear. I don't know what he could be. Some He may not even be doing anything with that. But uh, after the match, Tyson Kidd ended up getting a quick uh, drop kick in on Jay and left the ring. Yeah, no. Tactics there. Yeah, and I guess it's official that they're going to be named the, uh, the Breast Ring Club. Why is that what they were being called? Yeah, that's their T-shirt, the Bullet Club, I guess, uh, T-shirt that they had. But they were so, being called that. Yeah, that's that was on their T-shirt. It said breast, the Breast Ring Club. But you're confused. You're confusing me. Did WWE actually call them that? No, their oh, T-shirts so, yeah, say that. So but they, the but the, but from what I've been reading, WWE is going to run with it though. That that's what they're going to be officially called. Well, who so knows? we'll see. Uh, after that, Miz was backstage with Mizdow and actually fired Mizdow as his stunt double and just made him his personal assistant. Why is Mizdow in this position? Meaning? Like, it's not like, why is he, why is the Miz allowed to say that he's his personal assistant? Like, I don't know. He, like, it's, there was no, he didn't very, lose him. It's he didn't very, lose him. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> One of us is going to talk. We're going left. I'm going right. We're both going Hard left. Hard left. That's All right, you take it. Uh, I was going to say it's very kindergarten-ish. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, would, I would expect this to be like, all right, maybe Sandow lost a match and now he has to be his personal assistant. No, but to voluntarily be someone's personal assistant or allow it, I don't know. Yeah, who is he, Brie Bella? Seriously, well, she did lose a match. Yeah, that's true. Uh, after that, though, Eric Rowe was backstage with John Cena talking about how he's always been treated like an animal. And an outcast, and then thank John Cena for, I guess, freeing him of that and uh, getting his job back. And uh, after that, we saw Bray Wyatt defeat Dolph Ziggler. Uh, and I was actually surprised because I thought you weren't going to be a fan of this ending. Well, first, I think the match itself I thought was another awesome match. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked the suplex that Bray hit on Ziggler from inside the ring to, or from outside the ring. No. Dolph Ziggler was inside the ring and Bray Wyatt was outside the ring and he hit him, hit a suplex on him through the second rope. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dolph Ziggler hit Bray with the Famouser and Dolph right after that ran straight into the Sister Abigail, which normally I have a problem with. In- yeah, because it, it was just following Bray but Wyatt I, getting uh, knocked, uh, knocked have, to the ground. I have a problem with that in bigger cases where it's like oh Brock Lesnar oh he just he's out and then booms gets gets up and scoops up 
But what's wow, the dif- what's the difference? Because it's this- not like they were having this long, long, long match. But even still, it's still the same thing. I don't. I mean, John Cena, you you've been. It's not like there was. I know when John Cena has done it, and it's been like a five minute match on Raw. I don't think so. It's always got to be like finisher, 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 and then pop up for me to be pissed. So. But that wasn't the case with the past event with Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it was, where John Cena continuously hit Brock with a finisher. He went through the table, and then all of a sudden, Brock's up and scooping him up and to, to win. Well, that wasn't the moment of that, though. Right, but I'm saying, like, that's that's what I'm saying. All right. Is that... You also had Paige defeating Alicia Fox. Um, yeah. yeah did, both... did, this, did Paige lose her steam? What do you mean? With championship and everything, all that steam that she had coming into last year, did she lose it? I don't think so. It's just right. WWE. It's just flatlined at this point. Mm-hmm. But uh, both Bella Twins were on commentary here. And uh, Paige ended up rolling Alicia Fox into a small package for the win. My gripe was the fact that Paige's foot was under the rope. Therefore, she should have had to break the pin, but... I guess the ref didn't see it, so. Yeah, I did. I did think that that I was surprised at that. I thought that that was going to get brought up um, and made into an angle, kind of. But after the match, Alicia Fox attacked Paige and held her up so the Bellas could spray her with some fake tanner, which looked, looked like spray paint. Yeah, it looked like some shit the NWO would use. Like what the what the what kind of tanner is that? That's definitely. I thought that was spray paint. Because that, that was expecting like. her to spray paint NWO across her chest. That's what it looked like. Uh, yeah. Um, Sin Cara picked up the victory over the Miz. Uh, Miz Dow, I guess. Miz Dow paid no, no attention to the match except for the one point where he was going to go to the top rope, but Miz made him get down. Yeah, he did, completely didn't do his usual acting as a stunt double. And I guess now he's his personal assistant, so he's just going to completely ignore the Miz? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, time will tell what's going to happen. But I am, I'm, I'm not happy with that, though. Why? I think that take, taking away that aspect of him being a stunt double where he's going to be acting everything out at ringside, I feel like that's awful to take away from him. Yeah, but that's – you got to – Evolve the character. Yeah, he you got He needs to break off onto his own. He can't always just be sitting there mimicking Miz. No, I understand. You have to progress and everything, but I feel like in progressing, it's kind of you're not going to make. I don't think the fans are going to be happy with that aspect. They're going to be looking at Sandow to be doing. Uh, no, they're not. They're cheering Sandow, and they they want him to get away from Miz. Yeah, but they want they want to also see him doing those acting because it's no, funny. They don't. All right, That's, they're getting away from that. All right, if you say so. That's one chapter in his book. Mm-hmm. After Miz and Sinkara, Rusev versus Eric Rowan was supposed to be a match. Never happened because Rusev just attacked Eric Rowan before the match, uh, even before he made it into the ring and continued to beat him down. Um, Lana ended up cutting a promo after that, and the flag, the Russian flag, didn't come down fully behind them. So... Jeez. Which it was, I guess, perfect timing for that. Yeah, I mean, it works out. It plays, if it was anybody else, it would have been embarrassing, but it plays into their their storyline and everything. So for that fact, that's all right. Yeah, and Rusev actually went outside the ring and got the, the flag that they take. So 
kudos mm-hmm. to him. If that was even supposed to not happen or whatever, who knows? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not too sure if it was or was not, but I think that Rusev is looking very strong right now. Yeah, I, I think he's looking very strong. Uh, I don't so. know. And then our main event, we saw Daniel Bryan defeat Seth Rollins. Another and, awesome match. Yeah, an amazing match. And uh, Big Show was ringside, where during the match, towards the end of it, Roman Reigns just came out and hit Big Show with such an awesome spear. It must have been, like, he must have started from, like, like I, I want to, like, over-exaggerate and say, like, seven away, seven feet away from Big Show. But that was probably at the top of the stage. He probably ran down. Oh, no, I meant, like, where he first jumped. Oh, for gotcha. The spear. It was such um, an awesome spear. That was, like, yeah. that was such a great thing. Then Reigns followed that up with Superman punching Rollins and uh, costing him the match. But another point of the match I was a big fan of, Warriors, where Daniel Bryan went to hit Rollins with that knee to the face and got reversed into that powerbomb and a sidekick, uh, the powerbomb into the turnbuckle. Right. I thought that that was a nice spot. Yeah, this it was a really good match. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so Kudos now, both of them. yeah, so now Daniel Bryan goes to Fastlane to face Roman Reigns. And, all right, spot. so let's talk about that for a bit. Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, Fastlane. Uh, I guess this is just to get on the good side of the fans, but I don't think that Daniel Bryan's winning this. I don't think all. so either. I mean, I, so do you think that it's just one of those things to? Well, that's what I said off. from the start. That's why I said that this this thing was bullshit from the start. Why? Because it's just a waste of match. That it just is like, it a waste of a match, not, or is it? I think that it's smart because it's going to get fans to tune into that. I don't know. Event. I think WWE recently is just doing all these things that cancel each other out. Uh, yes, that is true. But this, I feel like this is going to get people because there's going to be so many fans that say. Well, it's WWE. Maybe Daniel Bryan can beat Roman Reigns and somehow get into that match. People will tune in for that aspect, and they're going to be disappointed. Well, more power to WWE then for that. I mean, I think that that's exactly what they're going <laughs> it's with. It's funny. They have the, no matter, they have we, the we, network free this month, for, so the pay-per-view is free. Then people will tune in for that, see that Daniel Bryan doesn't oh, win, yeah, and no. then have canceled WWE Network again. For that aspect, I do, I do think that that's a fault with that factor um yeah so anything else smackdown yeah uh miss tv kicked it off with daniel bryan and roman reigns uh however when roman reigns got into the ring out of nowhere unexpectedly hit a superman punch on miss which people actually cheered for so it's not as bad as it was with batista last year and uh, in the segment, Roman Reigns told Daniel Bryan that he was ready to face him on SmackDown and they shouldn't wait till Fastlane. And Seth Rollins came out and talked himself up. And then he announced that by the power of the authority, there will be a handicap match between himself, J&J Security, and then uh, we're teaming up with them to take on Daniel Bryan as the main event. Uh, it was a good segment. I didn't yeah. expect I, I popped when Roman Reigns hit that. Superman punch. I wasn't expecting that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we saw Dolph Ziggler and Ryback team up to defeat Goldust and Stardust. I like this tag team. I mean, it's about time that we start seeing Ryback. I wish that we saw this, at, like we've said before, at the Royal Rumble, where Ziggler and Ryback would be interacting as a team a little bit. 
Yeah. I mean, with Rowan, because of what they all just experienced together with the firings and everything. So right. it it's about time that they incorporate all of that with themselves. Yeah. But uh, during the match, Goldust called Stardust Cody again. And Stardust ended up chopping Goldust in to uh, make the tag. And he walked off, which distracted uh, Goldust. And Ziggler hit him with a super kick. And then Ryback hit him with the shell shock for the victory. I just hope that this isn't uh, going to end at Fastlane and that this is going to go on to WrestleMania. Yeah. The Goldust versus Cody. It better. Or Stardust. It really it better, man. I I feel like it would be a disservice to do it before that because they deserve to have that spotlight. Yeah. And they'll deliver. Uh, up next, Curtis Axel was in the ring to cut a promo about the Royal Rumble uh, again. And not about and how he was not eliminated from it, and he said that he should be headlining WrestleMania. Uh, then Dean Ambrose came out. They had their match. Dean Ambrose picked up the victory. But uh, during this, I was very happy to see Curtis Axel actually get some offense in. I mean, normally, I mean, right? You'd expect in a match like that just Dean Ambrose to kill it. Yeah, uh, it's very it's very nice to see that they're allowing uh, Axel to get that offense, especially on Dean Ambrose, who is uh, I guess so. I guess they probably look at Dean Ambrose as having a more of a future in the WWE than Curtis Axel, which is so stupid. If that's how they do, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But hopefully, they keep on rolling with something with Axel, uh, Axel, Axel, and I'm okay with seeing him with Dean. Well, I don't think they're going to be rolling with that. So much because after the match, uh, Bad News Barrett was on the screen. And oh, yeah. With, I mean, damn. I don't want to. I fucking hate TMZ. And uh, Bad News Barrett debuted a new thing called Bad News Zone, which is BNZ, which is basically a clear ripoff of TMZ. But yeah. I'm fine with him doing that because it's not TMZ. Um, but Bad News Barrett said that Dean Ambrose doesn't deserve a title shot, so we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I'm looking forward. To, I just don't want to see uh, Wade Barrett lose his championship so quickly. Right. I, I want to see some of these titles evolve a little bit. Like, we have saw Ziggler with the U.S. championship, Harper with the championship. Let some of these champions evolve into uh, – I guess larger than life champions. Let them defend it more than two pay per views. Right. Um, you also had Ro- uh, Fandango defeating Adam Rose. That uh, Rose Buds. I don't know what their deal is, but they dropped them again. Yeah, the trust fall. Yeah, with that little trust fall. So Adam Rose can't trust those Rose Buds anymore. Uh, you never not, know. Not kayfabe wise. I don't understand why these two heels were facing each other. Well, I yeah. think it, I, dude, you keep on going back to heels facing each other. There is none. Yes, it is. Don't fucking be Vince McMahon. It is. It one hundred percent is. But in their in their booking aspect, they're not going with that anymore. That's bullshit. Even yes, they did, are. That's they're not going to see John Cena versus. And even Dom if you Ziggler. did, you had you had stuff like that happening. All the you, faces, faces, uh, faces, face, heels, heels, I face, heels. It doesn't matter. Don't understand why this match was taking place. There was no reason for this match to be a match. It made no sense. Of course sense. there is. You need to fill no. in that time. Sorry, it made no sense. You need to... All right, so who else are you going to put Van Dago in a ring against? Somebody that's not Dean Ambrose. And it's still, still going to be thrown together and make no sense to you. I don't know. 
A I wrestling mean, match, every you could ask anybody. A wrestling match needs to you need you need to know who to cheer for in a match. If you if you put two people that you're supposed to be booing in a match against each other, who are you supposed to cheer for? People people are going to cheer in this aspect. People will cheer for both. Except people were booing both. Okay, and only cheered once when Fandango or little little tiny cheers when Fandango hit the spinning wheel kick and then right. the leg drop. I I think that I don't know if that crowd was really edited. Awesome. I thought it was good too. I just I didn't very, understand. I don't understand why you dislike it because I'm a big fan of pairing these two up against each other in a match. But there's no story. You need you to don't know. need a story yes, you, all the time, David. You need a not story. You need to know who to cheer for. I disagree. That's bullshit. You can't watch a match and you not a, know who to, to throw, cheer for. Sometimes you need to throw together a match to have a fit. You can. Oh, you can't. I don't think, see the problem with having a face. Go against a face and a heel. Go against a heel. I don't know. As long Especially as there's a story behind it, I have. A but sometimes problem. they don't. Triple H even said they don't have time for his stories all the time. That's I mean, they, they. How are you supposed to build up a story when you barely even know where Fandango is and you don't even know what you're doing with Rose? Just let them go out there, put fill, uh, pill, uh, a filler match in there, it's and it's fine. It's just my opinion. I didn't understand it. I, I understand, understand it completely. It. It's a filler match. It did its time. It did it. It did exactly what it needed to do. And I think kudos to the two of these wrestlers because it was a good match. It was a very good match. Yeah. And it even, and I'm it not taking this, anything away from any and either of them. This, this match opens up their eyes that Adam Rose is a good worker, that Fandango is a damn good worker, and that they should be doing stuff with them. And if they give me another filler match of Fandango versus Adam Rose. I will not complain. I'm not complaining I'm about the it. match itself, though. I'm complaining that it's one of those matches that I don't under I didn't understand why it was a match. That's all I'm saying. It was a it's perfectly a fine match. It's a filler. That's it. It's a filler match. Whatever. You also had Roman Reigns defeating Miz. Um, I didn't really. Well, before the match, Miz called Reigns out for what he did earlier, and uh, I, I feel like it's one of it's matches like this, I think, that Roman Reigns should have been having since returning rather than having to face Big Show because I yeah. think this match made him look stronger. I, I agree. I think it made him look stronger than if he was actually just going out there each week facing Big Show. Yeah, I think that Miz would have been better than Big Show. In a, I mean, yeah, you don't have that same aspect of Big Show who's larger than life. But you don't need that. Right. It's not necessary. As long as you just have someone that's able to make Roman Reigns look good. And Big Show, I don't think he could – I mean, he does. He makes him look powerful and all of that. But I still think that you need someone like The Miz, Fandango, all these guys that will make – Zack Ryder, that will make Roman Reigns look really good. Make so them that, look that, like they have amazing offense. Yeah, exactly. Which is mainly – from what it sounds like, the – most people that do dislike Roman Reigns is because of the lack of offense. So put the, put him against Zack Ryder and these other guys. But then, like, and just have him put together those offense. These guys will sell the hell out of them. So, all right. Yeah, after that, we saw Rusev defeating Eric Rowan. Uh, it was interesting to see a match between the two powerhouse guys like this. Mm -hmm. Eric Rowan, man, he's really improved since the first time that we saw him on that main roster. Yeah, he's pl he's playing the crowd very well too. 
I what? think that he, he's picked up that a lot, playing the crowd, knowing his offense uh, and his selling. He's really he he's doing a very good job. Yeah, he went up to the second rope and did a diving reverse elbow to Rusev, and uh, but I, I feel like I feel like uh, Rusev locking the accolade on Rowan should have been built bigger or built up bigger, but I don't. What do you mean with like that? What do you mean? Like he was because Eric Rowan's his big guy. And they didn't even like they didn't even care that it was being locked in on him. Well, at least you know, honestly, at least Rusev is giving a facial reaction now. Yeah, except baby that steps. facial so reaction. The facial reaction there looked very fucking stupid. Hey, you know what? It's better than him just doing nothing. It looked like he was about to sneeze and shit at the same time. <laughs> um, you had is it just matches going forward? I uh, no the next after. All right, so Paige versus Alicia Fox was next. Yeah. Uh, Paige picked up the victory. Um, Paige, yeah. Paige cut that promo before though, saying that she's not like any other diva. But in regards to the actual match, man, when Fox dropped Paige out of the ring with that move that she's been doing, it seemed like slow motion. That move looks so crazy dangerous. It's such a and- good move. I mean, that's the thing. It does look. I mean, Tim. I guess in the the only danger I see out of it is whiplash. No, I, I feel like you could. I think you could. I think you could actually hit yourself if you don't get out of the ring properly. Oh yeah, no. You have to. I think that it's one of those moves that they they must go over before they actually do the match, just to make sure that Alicia Fox doesn't hit the rope or something, and they they land properly. But who, whoever takes that is going to be having the wind knocked out of them because that's a tough bump to take. Yeah. Um, regardless of whether you're in the, the main event scene, uh, if I you're think. in the main event scene and John Cena does it, or if you're in the Divas division and uh, Alicia Fox does it, no matter who takes that bump, that, that's going to take the wind out of you. Yeah, up next, uh, they cut to a double date that we saw. Oh, wait, um, with that match, I actually thought that once that happened, Alicia Fox, I thought she was going to pick up the victory. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she nailed that, um, the fi- what, the Northern Lights suplex uh, for the pin, and I thought that she was going to actually have it because she started, once Paige got back into the ring, she Alicia Fox looked like she was rolling. Yeah. So, all right, on to that double date. Yeah, they had Jimmy Uso and Naomi going out with Natalia, and Tyson Kidd was supposed to be there, but he was late. And Natty was saying how Tyson's on heart time, and all the hearts are always late, except she's sitting there. She's early. She's on time, I should say. But Tyson Kidd ends up showing up with Cesaro, a uh, weird person to bring to a double date with your wife and somebody else and another couple. Well, I mean, it, a double in Canada, according to him, is three people. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Uh, but they ended up arguing, and uh, kid flipped the table, and Cesaro punched Jimmy. I guess, well, that's not. I mean, come on, Jimmy did. There was no reason for Jimmy to stop Cesaro from eating that food. It was his food. Bit, no, yeah. no, it's his food. Uh, he, he was kind if, of if you want food, then Tyson should have offered up his wife's food. You don't offer up kind of, fucking somebody else's food. Absolutely kind of not. Absolutely it. not. I'm on Jimmy's side in this in this case. <laughs> and uh, Natalia stormed off, pissed, and blamed Naomi and Jimmy for ruining it. So, All right. So yeah, I, I'm actually happy with that because it's a new side of Natalia that we haven't seen before, where Natalia is actually defending 
Kid and Cesaro's actions yeah. and putting the blame somewhere else. Usually it's one of those like maybe she doesn't accept the, uh, put the blame on them or anything, but she doesn't react to it. She keeps her mouth shut, doesn't blame anyone, uh, just questions Kid's actions. But this is the first time that we're actually seeing her react in a manner of putting blame somewhere else. But we also kind of saw a new side of Naomi here where she was standing up and yelling, I guess, at Kid and Cesaro. Yeah, kind of defending, like, Natalia. She reminded me a lot of Jacqueline here. Okay. So, WWE, I think, could work with that somehow. I I was a fan of this skit, this segment. I was a fan of it. Yeah. I thought it it worked. That, um, um, what else was there? I thought it was funny after he gets knocked out, somebody goes, is he okay? Yeah, someone called the doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and I thought it was kind of it's like no, funny. no Mater D or anybody came over to be like, you guys got to all leave as soon as they started yelling. Yeah, right? Um, I thought that the one thing I don't like is Natalia, I guess, on Total Divas and everything. I mean, it's not really in regards to this, but she seems like the biggest diva out of all of them. She overreacts to everything. Every argument seems to involve her. Whether it's Summer Rae, Paige, Natalia looks like she legit has a stick up her ass or she hasn't been laid in forever. So I kind of think she's a big diva. I don't know. Have you been seeing the same thing? Like it seems like she's just a big diva on this show. I mean, I don't know. Like a bigger diva. She seems like a bigger diva than, than Cameron now. I don't know, because in the same sense, in some situations, I feel like I'd act like that. So I don't want to call myself a diva. I don't fucking... <laughs> but I definitely think that she's overreacting a ton. I mean, maybe it is just for the camera. but uh, It's obviously it's... just for the fucking camera, but right. what overreacting <laughs> to what, though? Huh? Overreacting in what sense? Just in general. Like she always seems to be stirring the, stirring a shit pot. But like the brownies with Paige? I'd be furious if somebody did that shit to me. But overall, she brings up awkwardness. I mean, I would get over it as soon as I found out they weren't pop brownies. But but she brings up awkward conversations with with all of them that they don't like. She's it's like all what kind of it's her bringing shit up. Well, I I believe the the um, with the break in and stuff. I believe Natalia was the one that said how she wouldn't feel safe. Yeah, I'm like bitch. I feel like Natalia. (laughs) But I feel like Natalia. Person that stirs up all of these storylines on Total Divas, <laughs> but in real life, Natalia would be the one. She would be. She could hold her own in a fucking fight against a burglar. I'm sure. Can can she? I wouldn't fucking pick a fight with her. No. No, would you? Are you saying you'd fight Natalia? No, I would never fight a woman. Why? Because this goes back to no, what we were just talking never, about you earlier. You never hit strike a woman. Sorry, this is what we were just talking about earlier. I would be in a pro women... no, no, I would be in a pro wrestling match with one. Oh, so you'd go into a match untrained and face a woman? Yeah, sure. I'll break my neck for that. Right. Yeah, because that'll <laughs> put butts in the seats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan defeated J and J Security and uh, Seth Rollins. It's always great to see Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury wrestle. And it's yes. always people don't understand how much of a treat that truly is. Yeah, and it's always cooler when it's against someone like Daniel Bryan. So, which also in WWE 2K16, I'd like to see them add that Daniel Bryan, oh my god spot, or making an oh my god spot where he does the 
He does the kicks to two opponents to the chests. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because it's a move. Like, how else could you do it in the game without an oh my god move moment? Mm-hmm. But uh, um, Joey Mercury ended up rolling up Daniel Bryan, but got it reversed into the yes lock for the the loss there. And afterwards, Kane came out, and he, along with J&J Security and Seth Rollins, beat Daniel Bryan down. And I think it would have been a pivotal moment to have Roman Reigns come out and actually save Daniel Bryan from all of that. But I think it, I think I thought it would have gotten Roman Reigns cheered. And, I, uh, yeah, because I think I you agree. Because you need to not have Roman Reigns be booed, but but then on the same okay, but you were arguing before about Fandango versus Adam Rose, heel versus a heel. Roman Reigns is facing Daniel Bryan, face versus a face. But there's story behind it. Okay. Yeah. So it's just the storyline buildup that you're not a fan of. The lack of storyline buildup. No, just there, I think there well, needs to be a, a reason why these two people are having a match. So so it doesn't – you don't care for the – you did bring up before that they're both heels. Yeah. That does, but listen, listen, really, listen, but listen, the, listen. But hold on, hold on, hold on. But in your – in talking about it – that's not really your issue. It's not that the fact that they are it's a heel versus a heel. Yes, it is. But it's more of an issue no. that there's no segment no. leading up to it. No. It's because if every professional wrestling match ever should have heel versus face, good guy versus bad guy, unless there's other story put into it. So what I don't get it. What's the difference? If they if they put a storyline into this, you would still be against it, you said. No. If they if they cut up uh, cut a, a promo before or something where something went on, as long as something happened, I don't need like a huge storyline to come of it or anything. It could just be as simple as that r truth versus Adam Rose thing, where r truth made fun of Adam Rose on Halloween and then Adam Rose kind of turned heel. Exactly. So it's not a heel versus a heel issue. No, it's never that. Exactly. It's, okay. It's because there's no reason I'm saying that. That I just exactly. said it a million yes. times. And that's what I'm saying too. Well. Alright. Um, that was SmackDown. Let's get on to some WWE NXT. Uh, this past week we saw a few the I guess the semifinals take place in that number one contendership uh, tournament. Uh, Adrian Neville defeated Baron Corbin with uh, a bull Dempsey on the ramp getting a good laugh at uh, Corbin, I was a fan of this match, but this is also Corbin's first loss. What do you think about that? I mean, it's a, I guess it's a big moment. Do you think that Neville should have gotten that first victory over him, or should it have been Dempsey? Well, I think you need Neville to go on to do what he's doing. Of course. So was it just a poor inclusion of Corbin with this uh, tournament? Everybody's got to lose sometime. Mm. I don't know. I, I think that they should have sp- uh, saved that first loss to uh, to Bull Dempsey. Or yeah, at least but then, that, then what does that do for Bull Dempsey? Oh, I defeated you. I just beat you. You didn't beat me just now. He did. No, I said just now. What do you mean? In like, the past, in, Corbin has... In been the in- match. In the match. Bull Dempsey goes and beats him. Where does that take Bull Dempsey? Because now they're... take in a- him anywhere. Yeah, it does. Where? Baron Corbin is undefeated. He's a 
He's a he's looked at as a yeah, but it's not going to be something huge for Bull Dempsey to do. Bull Dempsey should be able to to do I, that, but he hasn't. But that's but not, he hasn't. But that's not and what if, you asked me. You, what did you ask me? With what? What did you does, ask me? Does Bull ha- should Bull pick up that first victory over Corbin? And I think no. Why do you think it should have been him? I think because they have that storyline of going back and forth where De- Bull Dempsey was also undefeated, and Corbin picked up his. Uh, gave Bull Dempsey his first NXT loss. So I think that Bull Dempsey in return should have given Corbin his first NXT loss because they do have that storyline of going back and forth, trying to one-up each other. Corbin did pick up that first victory, and I think that they uh, were delivering that first loss. I think that you could have played it going back and forth. And I think that his inclusion with this, maybe it's – Maybe it should have been a. They should have put on that match, but then have Bull interfere to cause the uh, uh, a countdown or something. I mean, maybe it was just a poor inclusion of Corbin in the match in the tournament. Know. But then he did defeat Dempsey in the first round, I believe, which is just an awkward booking on that. So, um, in addition to that, Balor defeated Tommy in uh, the semifinals in, uh, in an amazing match. Um, Definitely, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. So, and then you had uh, the Divas, well, the women of NXT in action. Carmella defeated Emma, and uh, Bailey defeated Becky Lynch because of Sasha Banks getting involved, throwing her into the ring, right into that, um, what is it, Bailey, belly to Bailey? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this is all leading to the NXT TakeOver Rival event, which is happening next week. Next Wednesday, the 11th, um, we're going to be seeing Baron Corbin versus Bull Dempsey in a no-DQ yeah. no match. Mm-hmm. You'll be seeing the NXT champion Tag Team Championships on the line as Bur- Buddy Murphy and Wesley Blake defended against the Pat- the previous champions, the Lucha Dragons. Yeah, you got Charlotte defending her women's championship against Sasha Banks, Bayley, and Becky Lynch. Time to get Charlotte off championship material. i think that she's going to lose it uh, that's and, weird. Uh, did you, did and you, you hear the not, sentence i just said or no have her get, get I off mean, i said well it kind of stalled i said said time to get charlotte off i think i don't um, know it sounded weird but i think that she will um and not that you'll she like will it lose but it's because she will lose, lose um, but you're not gonna like it it's because she's gonna get brought up to the main stage which is such bullshit because there's no room for her um and then in, you're going to have your WWE NXT title, the number one oh. contendership tournament um, title. That uh, you're going the way that they worded it is messed up. So for who? The, um, the cage match. The way that they worded Mother it. Germans. The number one con- <laughs> the number one contendership tournament final match. Yeah, <laughs> this is so like all right. The number one contendership is on the line. Adrian Neville versus Finn Balor. I expect full body paint again. And I expect this match to be unbelievable. Yeah, who's going to pick up the victory here, though? Probably. I'm going Balor. Just yeah. because for the fact that I think Neville's going to be called up soon. I'd say so as well. And then in our main event for the NXT Championship, we have Cam- Kevin Owens looking to uh, become champion against Sami Zayn. Yeah, dethrone the, new, the newly won champion? I don't know. The new champion. Current champion, whatever. Yeah. Who do yeah. you think about this one? Uh, I gotta say, Sammy Zayn. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Sammy's gonna pick up the victory, and then I could also see Kevin Owens 
once he loses, just beat the crap out of him again. Unless they just want to go full steam ahead. Not not going to make a pun there. Yeah, right. <laughs> but then you also have to include the winner of the number one contendership. And I can't see this being a triple threat, like a three-way with Zane, Owens, and whoever that number one contender is. So I don't know. it will be kind of interesting to see what they do end up doing. Um, this, I, this could be Sammy's last thing. Like they just wanted to get him champion, be, have him become champion before coming. It would to be the a great roster. way to build up Owens, especially being that Owens is fairly new to some of these uh, fans, and he's, and he's undefeated. I would actually like to see Kevin Owens win. Yeah, I can definitely agree with you. And then let's not forget Solomon Crow uh, potentially debuting finally on NXT, maybe happening at this event. So that would be another debut happening at an NXT TakeOver event, which I'm sure everybody's going to be ecstatic about, no matter, uh, regardless of all of this, I think that that's four, four I think. I believe. I think that it's going to be up there for a match of the, uh, uh, an event of the year. I think it definitely has that potential. We shall see. And uh, I guess that's it for Pro Wrestling Talk. Uh, do we move on to... Your shameless plugs? Yeah, let's do it. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. First one's going to be going to Best Friends with Petty Hart. Um, it's the show starring Trent and Chuck Taylor. And from the preview, it looks hilarious. Uh, it's pretty much all of them in a room full of wrestlers such as Ricochet, Drew Galloway, and them just shooting the breeze with Teddy Hart, who's blazing during the interview. I'll tell you um, anything you want to know. I don't give a fuck. Uh, you don't sound like him. I'll, I'll go to jail. No, that a little bit better. I, I'm you're, sick. You're, also, putting, you're, you're putting too much Canadian on it. No, 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 no. He yeah. sounds pretty Canadian. I don't think so. Zavenia. I don't think so at all. I um, really think so. Zavenia. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, also, go follow Hafthor Julius Bronson, um, the mounted from Game of Thrones. Um, at me. Thor, at it, Thor, what? I was going to say, is that another one of your porn stars? What is that? Yes. Because Brandon doesn't watch Game of Thrones. I don't at, know. What the fuck? Who, you said the mountain. Okay. This is my shameless plugs, not your shout outs. Just shut up. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> go follow him at Thor Bronson underscore. He just broke a Viking record, which was. Um, held for over for a thousand years, uh, he took three step. Um, the record was taking three steps with one thousand that uh, with a log over your shoulders. The log weighed one thousand three hundred twenty pounds, and this guy took five steps. So what, that's what's his name? Hafthor Julius Bronson. Oh, I thought you named a woman. That's why I said the porn star thing. Not saying that all women are porn stars. Not saying that women are just not all porn stars are women. But according to you, they should be in the kitchen. No, I'm just saying that you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think that this guy would be awesome for Vince to sign. What a mark. What a mark. No, because it, it, they're not um, strangers to signing people that are in strongman competition and everything. I mean, they signed uh, the other guy. Um, who's that other guy that they signed? Mark Henry. No, I'm just kidding. No, Mark Mark Henry being yeah. one of them. Um, who is he? Adam Sure, I think his name is. I'm not positive. 
Um, what is it? Hold on, it's right here. Braun Strowman. Oh, yeah. Braun Strowman. I didn't know he was a uh, one of those. Yeah, he was an ex uh, ex strongman, world strongest man, and I think that wait, he signing, was a world strongest man. Yeah, world strongest man. He won that. I think he won the competition. Wow. But I'm not too sure, but I do know that he did does compete or did compete with all of them. And I think that to sign this guy would be awesome, especially because if he has the Game of Thrones background i feel like it's gonna gain a lot of uh a lot of support um is he, also, car- is he currently dead on the show i don't spoil the show what the fuck nobody gives a shit it's game of thrones you spoiled the fucking batman show and people care more about that i'm sure yeah exactly um, yeah also, go follow all these people that promoted us. Thank you very much. Go follow John at John Griffin. Team Awesome at Team Awesome 418. And on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418. You can also go follow Jasmine at Reverse NMSage. B Mountain B at NYWC underscore sign guy. Disgruntled Dork at Disgruntled Dork. Evan at Evan Bordner one. You got Jeffrey Bruger at uh, Jeffrey Bruger. You can go follow him at Bruger five seventy. You also got Main Event League at Main Event League. Three Count Thursday. You can go listen to them at Three Count Thursday. Eric at Montreal Broski. At, um, you got Allie at Allie. B-N-J-I-E-96. Weekly Wrestling Podcast at Weekly W Podcast. Jobber Nation Radio, uh, Jobber Nation Radio at Jobber Nation. WWE Fan Nation at WWE Fan Nation and Facebook.com slash WWE Fan Nation. And, and that's about all I got to say about that. Oh, just to add on, um, congratulations! I don't know if you knew about this, but they have uh, the WXW, um, WX, yeah, the, yeah, the World Extreme Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, Alpha Junior being inducted as one of into the Hall of Fame. So go follow Alpha Junior at Samoan Storm. Apparently, he was a Grand Slam champion there. So go check him out. I, I, I'm still. Shocked that WWE didn't use him to his potential. Yeah, I think they that whatever happened with him, something went um beyond the stage, behind really? backstage or something. Probably involved Randy Orton. No, I'm saying like whether something like that happened where oh. some, maybe somebody didn't like him. Mm. I don't know, but nah. All right, Brandon, you got any shout outs? Brandon, shout outs. Robert De Niro, wanna fuck me? First is an anti-shout-out going to GarageBand for somehow not including my Brandon shout-outs bumper last week. So I definitely... What do you mean? Last week, it just didn't include it. Like on the show? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Did you put it in there? Yeah. And I guess when it mixed down, it mixed into not being there. I don't know. That's weird. So you put it in and you just didn't get the response you wanted. Yeah. I put it in right. and GarageBand took it out. <laughs> All right. Up I next, guess that's what band roasted. Uh, up next is a, or is it a band roasted? <laughs> God. Up Watch next it. is a shout out going to TNA 
because their theme song was played during the Super Bowl. Uh, Tess and Albert, that is. And I think they were definitely one of my favorite tag teams. So it was cool to hear that. Uh, Tess, I, I, Tess could have been, they both, the two of them. I mean, Tess could have been awesome in Japan. Yeah. I mean, look at Albert. Albert went there and made a huge name for himself. Yeah, he made a giant, wink, name for himself there. Whoa. <laughs> Last up is Burn. a shout-out to Our- Pancake Friday, which is something that needs to be brought back. Yeah, uh, whatever happened to that? I don't know. I don't think it's been said on the show for quite some time, but on a Friday, just go out and enjoy some pancakes. But it's Saturday. I just said on a Friday, go out and enjoy some pancakes. You don't have to do it today. You don't have to do it tomorrow. You can do it any Friday. There's tons of them in a year. So that was our show this week, except I guess now it's time to move on to our... That's right, our mark out moment of the week. Um, for me, right off the bat, watching that Super Bowl game, because the Super Bowl happened, um, that brawl that happened at the end of the Super Bowl is what I could have, like, I sat there the whole game, who gives a shit about football? And then boom, that happens. That was the, one of the most exciting things I've ever seen, ever, in a football mm-hmm. game. So, <laughs> ever in a football, football game. <laughs> so thank you to the Seahawks for doing that and making this little kid's dream a reality. You dreamt that? Yeah, I would 100% would love to have seen a brawl in a football game once. And it happens during the Super Bowl when I happen to be watching. <laughs> it was fantastic. But uh, another big mark out moment of the week for both of us, I guess. You, you should take this one. All right, yeah. What, the reunion of Saved by the Bell? Yes. On Jimmy Fallon? Yes, on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, that was unbelievable. I think that all the characters completely nailed it. Yeah, and it's crazy because walking, not walking, watching that back, it's like I could sit there and be in the moment and believe that they're back in high school just because they look exactly the same as to how they looked when they were in high school, quote unquote. I thought that that Jesse Spano moment was a little bit over. Pushy. Yeah, it was a little bit pushing it. Yeah, but I, they fit so felt, many. Little, felt forced. They fit. They fit so many of those little references in there. So yeah, it just felt forced. It, it was forced, but it was um, it was pretty awesome. Where was Screech? Yeah. Where was Vark? What's her name? Lark, not Lark. Lisa. Lark. Yeah, Lark Voorhees. Where was she at? I don't know, but Screech didn't he? He got arrested. Is Screech in jail for stabbing someone. Is Dustin Diamond in jail? Uh, potentially? Question mark. Hey, hey, hey! What is going on here? That was so yeah. awesome. Um, everyone, Jimmy Fallon's head, face, like head, looking so much bigger than everybody else's head. Like compared to Jesse Spano and all of them, it just looked abnormally weird. Maybe it was just because of the wig that he was wearing. <laughs> like, but I thought it was funny when when Zach Morris he gets the he goes, Oh, here she comes now and Kelly walks down the steps and she goes, Zach, I just came from the nurse or whatever. I'm pregnant and she moves the pom poms and she's clearly like way pregnant. 
Yeah, that was, so that was funny. pretty funny. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's unfortunate. Hopefully, they get more. I guess they want to do this again. No, there's no need to. Yeah, I'm satisfied with it. Yeah, it was fun. Nice little skit. Jimmy Fallon always knows how to bring his in game. He's one of the rare. I feel like someone of his stature is kind of rare these days. Yeah, and I, think, the I honestly think he's shows. The, I think he's the best since Carson. I agree with you, and I think sometimes even better than Carson. I I, I would say I would say better than Carson. I would. Say I don't that. know. That's the thing. I don't know Carson. I mean, I didn't grow up during the Carson era. Oh no, no, Carson Daly. Oh, okay. no, I'm just kidding, oh. Johnny Carson. I <laughs> mean, now what about compared to Chevy Chase and his late night show? I don't recall Chevy Chase having a late night show. I didn't know that. That's because nobody does. It only lasted like three episodes or something like that. Um, yeah, I guess that's the episode. Yeah, take us home. I want to save my voice. <laughs> For what? For being not sick. All right. I got to make prank phone calls somehow. No, I'm just that's kidding. That's true. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much for listening. You can go follow us on Twitter at Markin Out. You can go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Markin Out. Go subscribe on iTunes. Give us a rating. Mark. You can go subscribe on um, Stitcher Radio. So go rate us on there too. Also, go follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. You can go follow me on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. And that's about it. And so, we wish you, you the, the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a great week. All right.